What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 160 of the Taste of Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about random things in gaming. My name's Seth, and of course, joining me today is Chevy, back in the room. Hopefully, you're doing well. And uh, before we kick off everything that we typically talk about in a Tasty Cast, including game releases in February and what we've been playing, uh, how do you feel about the implementation of AI? Everybody's talking about it. Um, but specifically in gaming, um, a lot of people have been talking about, uh, like, for instance, EA has been wanting to make um, AI-controlled NPCs that you couldn't distinguish from actual players to kind of supplement games that maybe uh, communities are running dry so they can keep, like, having, uh, you know, people playing with you, essentially. And uh, the new news that... Um, Sony AI, as they call themselves, uh, that division of Sony, and Polyphony, the people who are making Gran Turismo 7, are working together on a project that will be revealed on February 9th. All right. Um, I think the short answer is it doesn't matter, but I think they're going to do it anyways. Um, it's fair. But, uh, as far as my opinion goes, I mean, anything to, to supplement... Um, you know the the game so that it doesn't become useless as quick i think is a good thing um you know i mean it's specifically in things that are inherently um you know multiplayer experiences uh competitively uh you know i always bitch when things don't have bot support mm -hmm. and this is just kind of the next step in that that direction anyway so um hopefully it's still somewhat adjustable because uh you know not everyone has the same skill levels and stuff but true yeah yeah, it's it's so funny that that for the longest time, I'll never stop bitching about it. Uh, bot support. I want more and more bot support in games. I think bot support's a good thing, and I'm, I've always been interested in like not the modern idea of AI because now we're getting into like really advanced things, but like scripting an AI on NPCs and games. Um, I was always really impressed with Fear's AI. Still am, um, and a, and a lot of games. But bot support's always been a big thing, and that's kind of faded. Some games will have bot support. I'm like, good. Like, I'm glad you're doing that. But now I feel like we're going to get uh, like a surge of bot support in games once the AI kicks off. So Probably. it's, it's going to be really interesting to have gone in to different stages throughout gaming of going like, oh, yeah, there's bots and time splitters. Uh, good. It should be that way. Then later it's like, hey, this game's dying. It'd be great if it had bot support because I like playing it. And now that uh, people are leaving, you know, I'm kind of dependent on the fucking community for me to be able to play this game mm -hmm. and then later you know with with the ai coming in uh that hopefully can remedy it it does bring up a lot of questions on how that'll work if there's different difficulties of ai you'll be able to do but um it is an interesting concept to think about set ai to five-year-old please yeah <laughs> and not a really good uh fucking prodigy five-year-old just a normal one um yeah i don't want him to be cracked we don't need some just, just some basic. savant yeah. getting in here and destroying me because then i gotta think the the five-year-old ai savant destroyed me in fucking call of duty um but yeah i raised a lot of really interesting questions uh on the frontier of that uh but like i said kind of leading into it this is news and something that will be revealed later this week um which is very interesting um sony ai um, that's what they're calling it. And Polyphony have been working on something for a while, I guess a year ago. Um, Sony had come out and said they were running projects on how to teach an AI how to drive a car. So I, I'm pretty sure that is a early representation of probably what we're going to be seeing mm -hmm. on February 9th. Um, 
So before we talk about that, and there's not much more to talk about, just more so I wanted to get your take on it. We have a teaser um, that doesn't show anything, but we're going to watch it anyway so people can be on the same page as us on uh, Sony AI uh, and Polyphony Digital Race Together teaser. And this is a teaser for the thing that's coming up. It's 24 seconds long, so we'll watch it real quick and then we'll talk about it. All right, three, two, one, and go. Have you noticed since the Xbox Activision acquisition, Sony's been dominating news? You haven't? It's like literally every fucking day I hear something new about another thing Sony's doing. Including this. That was colorful. It was very colorful. No, what I mean by that is like, and that's a whole other topic too, but like, People keep talking about uh, Jade Raymond, um, who used to work at Ubisoft. She's working on an online game for Sony right now for PS5. And then there's another company, I forgot what they're called. They're also working on a shooter for Sony for PS5. That keeps popping up in the news lately. Um, Mark Cerny, who engineered the PlayStation, mm-hmm. he's going to be helping, I think, Jade Raymond work, Raymond work on her next game to get the most out of the PS5 as of right now. Um, And then all the acquisition talk of Sony, uh, possibly buying a Japanese company, uh, everybody speculating, of course, from software, um, Capcom, Square Enix, those are the big ones everybody thinks, Konami. Um, So it's just been really interesting that in the wake of huge news with the Microsoft thing, the Bungie thing, a lot of people didn't care about, honestly, but now the news cycle's back to Sony again. It's amazing how quickly that fucking turn around interesting yeah you hadn't heard any of that that's wild i guess i'm just reading gaming news a lot but um anyway what do you think about uh what we saw it's very colorful um what do you think it's gonna be <laughs> i mean that didn't leave much to to go off of there it didn't so. leave anything to go off of so we gotta use our imaginations um you know i'm gonna assume it's either gonna be some like little tech demo for um for the AI, that'll involve you know cars. Maybe it'll be um, an add-on for Gran Turismo, or um, it it has emphasized play on there a bunch. So I, I my initial thought is out the window. I was thinking maybe Sony's deciding to get into the fucking car business here and make a smart car. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I I just assume it's going to be like a a demo or an add-on. So hmm. what I want it to be is them to come out and say that they've been working on AI with driving AI specifically for like at least a year and that Gran Turismo 7 will feature um, some kind of advanced driving AI. I would love to hear that, right? But this seems like more of a Sony event and less of a gaming event. And it more so seems like more of a Sony AI reveal of what the what is possible with their AI. And it feels like, and what's showing here with people driving that these people might be racing against some AI they've created that I don't even know if will be in Gran Turismo, but maybe they're using Gran Turismo to showcase this AI racing like, you know, like legit it's taking over the controller Mm. and it's playing against these people and to show how seamless it is. I don't know if it'll be in Gran Turismo 7, but I think that's probably what it's going to be. That's what I assume. And this will only be like a preview of what's to come with what Sony's done with AI. 
Because that's what, I mean, everybody's, like I said earlier, people keep talking about like, but they will do this and that and this and that. And of course, Sony's going to get in on that. Sony's a tech company. Um, so that's what I think it's going to be. But I would love to see it implemented into GT7. It would be really cool to, um, well, first off, just upgrade AI in racing games, which is typically not that great. I think Gran Turismo's AI has always been better than a lot of games. But um to add like personality and human characteristics to an AI, the way it drives, um, and a racing game would be fantastic. Specifically, a sim game. I think AI in fighting games will be really fucking cool, though, because AI in fighting games is like either letting you win or kicking your ass. So, yeah. Any thoughts? Not really. <laughs> Anything you would like to see AI implemented in? I mean, besides what we've already t- talked about, I, mm-hmm. I have like no um, like big picture thoughts on on this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're just going to put it where they put it, and I mean, they're going to like it or not. So yeah, yeah. Well, eventually it will be in our games and in everything else, so uh, we can look forward to that. Hopefully, it's imp- implemented well, um, and uh, I would love to see. I'd love to see the conversation around AI and games come back anyway, because for a while there are certain games that are really trying to advance uh, AI uh, for NPCs in gaming, and that's kind of gone away. And I would love to see a game come out that like revolutionizes what to expect from enemy characters or whatever. I mean, even like, you know, when like Half-Life 2 came out, people were talking about like all the tech that was in the game. I want that to happen again, but we're also in a weird time in gaming where like it's all kind of merged together. There's less leaps, it seems. So anyway, time will tell. And in a couple days, we'll get to see what this event is. And I, like I said, I think it's going to be its own thing. I don't think it's going to be a game-related thing outside of that they're using gt but we will see hopefully i am uh, surprised by it but let us know in the comments what do you guys think about this sony ai polyphony digital race together teaser what do you think it might be what do you think about ai uh as it pertains itself to gaming and what would you like to see from it do you have any concerns let us know everything you're thinking about in the comments below all right uh it's the first taste cast of february so we're going to jump into game releases and then we'll jump into what we've been playing. Uh, so yeah, we're going to go through this list. This list is via GameSpot. Um, and we're going to read what's coming out in February. And we will discuss our hype for these games. So, all right, let's jump into that uh, in February. I got everything on screen, right? Yep, okay. Uh, in February, we got Life is Strange Remastered Collection coming out on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, PC, February 1st. So that already came out. The Waylanders came out on PC February 2nd. Dying Light 2 Stay Human came out February 4th on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Sifu has also finally come out on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, PC, February 8th. So as of recording, but I know there was an early access thing that a lot of people were doing. Uh, Ollie Ollie World has come out as well as of recording on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And then February 10th, we got Crossfire X finally coming out on Xbox Series and Xbox One. Um, interestingly enough, uh, Remedy helped or did make the campaign to that, which is really fucking weird. It has me 
curious. I don't expect much from it, but anyway. Uh, no by Heart on PC coming out February 10th. Oddworld Strangers Wrath HD coming out on Xbox Series, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, February 11th. Lost Ark comes out on PC February 11th. Um, isn't that early access? Early access. If you bought into it. Okay, okay, okay. A lot of early access going on. I was like, I'm, I could have swore you can do the pre-download right now. Yeah. Um, so as of this episode releasing, it should be available to play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So February 11th, unless you got that early access on PC. Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires coming out on February 15th for PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. So everything. Uh, King of Fighters 15 on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series, and PC, uh, February 17th. Total War Warhammer 3 PC, February 17th. Horizon Forbidden West is finally coming out on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4, February 18th. Destiny The Witch Queen comes out on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC. Keeping the dream of Stadia alive, uh, February 22nd. Monarch comes out on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC, February 22nd. Soul Crest that comes out on PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC, February 22nd as well. Martha is Dead uh, comes out on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC, February 24th. And then, finally, the long-awaited Legendary of Myth and Legend, Elden Ring, comes out on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC, February 25th. And then finally, we got Grid Legends coming out on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC February 25th as well. Chevy, what games um, are you excited for? What games have you already bought? And uh, yeah, what are you feeling about February? Um, So I'm curious about Sifu. I I think I'm going to probably check out a little bit, um, see if there's any live streams I can catch or something. Um, to see if it's something I do want to actually just go ahead and pull the trigger on. Um, I bought into the early access for Lost Ark, so I plan on playing that as soon as I can. Uh, and Horizon Forbidden West, I will be picking up as well. I am going to make a big effort to just sit down and play it so I don't put it off till the end of the year and go, oh, crap, I have to play this so I have an opinion on games this year. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, Elden Ring's a giant maybe, and that's de- going to be dependent on quite a few factors, but um, I'll keep my eyes on that. So, How do you feel about Dynasty Warriors? Uh, I'm pretty sure Dynasty Warriors 9 was not the good one. So Yeah, but this is a new version, so hopefully they fix that. I haven't looked into it at all. I just assume it's the same game, kind of like a, obviously it's that Game of the Year edition, but something along those lines. I could be wrong. I don't know anything. Well, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure it is that, but hopefully they've made some improvements. I, I honestly have not looked into it, though, because I, I got excited when I first saw it. I was like, oh, shit, Dynasty Warriors. And I was like, wait, wasn't 9, like, not liked? Because they tried to do, like, the open world thing, and, like, they just didn't nail it, so. Yeah, it just wasn't implemented well. Yeah, I'll have to look into it, see what they're doing with Empires, because I'm kind of curious about that. All right, anything else? Nope. All right, so let's see. Dying Light 2 Stay Human is the only game I've been playing since its release. So I have picked that up, and I will be talking about that on what we've been playing segment coming up very soon. Sifu is on my hit list. I want to pick it up. The reason, the only reason I haven't picked it up yet um, is I don't have the time to play right now. I'm playing Dying Light 2, and I'm trying to play the fuck out of it because I'm trying to prioritize my time. And uh, I've already put like 40 hours into it, so 
Um, once I get a little bit of uh, opening, I will pick up Sifu because I really want to pick it up. People are saying a lot of really good things about it. Um, one thing I think a lot of people weren't expecting, but now it's just fact. Everybody has been saying it, is it's difficult. I think a lot of people, when they watch the trailers, I, I, mean, I didn't really think about it either. Um, didn't know there was going to be like a fucking hard-ass game. But everybody's playing it, and at first people are like, whoa, this game's really hard. And then people are like, I love this. So... Um, it's very interesting to see the reaction to that, but I saw some people saying it was like one of their favorite games they've played in years. That's quite the statement. Well, like, but how awesome is that too? These guys made Absolver, which was like a cool idea, but they didn't nail it. Mm. Sifu, they make it, and it's like kind of right up their alley with what they do with Absolver. They just made it a little more like pinpointed on what they're trying to do with it, but they maintained the combat system, just expanded it, and now it's being praised. And it's like, holy shit, that's really cool to see because mm. Absolver kind of like came out some people played and no one talked about it and then they put it out on playstation plus we played it we talked about it but no one really cared and yeah now seafood's just blowing up i'm like that's that's fucking really cool to see so i'll be picking that up for sure definitely want to support them i definitely want to try it all the only world i keep seeing everywhere everybody's like fucking talking it up and I, I looked at it and i was like is this something that's good have you heard anything about it all right, well, I <laughs> I keep seeing stuff on I'm like, okay, it doesn't really look that interesting to me, but let me know in the comments if uh, you've played it or uh, seen somebody play it, um, and it's worth picking up. But yeah, I don't I don't know. It's like a skateboarding thing. I don't know. Uh, Crossfire X, I mean, isn't that a free-to-play game? I'm curious about the remedy part of that, but, I mean, it's like Crossfire has been like this huge Counter-Strike rival in, like, Asia for, like, a long time and so that is coming here i'm not even fucking like i didn't care how are you gonna play it i have an xbox one it's buried somewhere <laughs> out back but uh that's a good question it's weird it's not on pc yeah that is weird maybe i can stream the xbox version on pc maybe through game pass that'd be fucking that'd be it'd, weird it'd be weird if they had like a legitimate exclusive yeah, that would be very weird. That's an Xbox game. That's also on PC and like China and stuff, I think, or Korea. I don't remember. It's it's. I think it's popular in Korea. It's been around for a long time. It's like one of the biggest games in the world. Apparently, they always say like it's got like this many people who've played it. I'm like, are they playing it right now? Anyway, moving on. Uh, no by heart. I don't, oh, I don't know. I'm naming them all. I'm not going to play that uh, unless somebody says something good about it. Uh, I did buy into Lost Ark because we played the beta. Um, so I will be playing it for sure. Um, I've been getting like a real bad MMO itch lately, which is the worst. This is the worst month to get that itch. <laughs> I'd be like, I want to play the fucking MMO. I like updated ESO. I was getting ready to pull the trigger on Final Fantasy 14. Lost Ark is a straight up MMO and it's out. So this is probably the one I'm going to land on, but, um, I will for sure be playing this, but I will be kind of pop hopping in and out of this in between sessions of playing all the big titles coming out this month. So, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited to actually sit down and like build a put effort and time into a fucking character on that game and not just be doing a beta and go, well, I don't want to play yeah, too after much. After we played that one day, I was kind of like, I need to Same. not play more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We played it pretty generously and I was going to play it some more, but I was like, nah, I got it. Like I was, I'll play it when it comes out. Yeah. I don't want to fucking burn myself out on a game that's not out yet. Yeah. Um, curious about dynasty Warriors nine empires. If somebody wants to let me know in the comments what that is, I can also just do my own research, I guess. But, uh, is it going to be worth picking it up? Cause I really, it sucks missing out on Dynasty Warriors. I really liked seven and eight. Those yeah. were like really good. And then nine came out and everyone hated it. And I was like, eh. So yeah, hopefully Empires fixes a lot of stuff. I don't know if it will. 
Uh, let's see. Kind of curious about Total War Warhammer 3. Uh, it seems like a pretty big deal, but um, I'm not a big Total War fan, but I could be, possibly. So, curious about that. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West is a must-play. In fact, once I'm done with, once I get my fill on Dinosaurs, <laughs> fucking Dying Light 2, uh, I will be moving on to Horizon Forbidden West. That is my plan. So, 100% uh, buying that, 100% 100% going to play through and beat it. Uh, let's see. I don't know who Martha is. Um, Elden Ring is my next game that I have to beat uh, Horizon Forbidden West in seven days. In seven days. <laughs> my here's my plan. I don't I don't see myself beating Elden Ring quickly. I feel like I'm gonna wanna play around with classes, builds, uh, explore that world, look at every nook and cranny. And I feel like I'm gonna do the same thing in Horizon as well, but Horizon's gonna have like a really straightforward story and stuff like that. So I feel like that's the one I'm gonna prioritize finishing the like first. Unless Elden Ring I play it and it's just like so good I can't go back. But I don't see that happening. So, anyway, a lot of big games coming out this month. So, yeah, uh, Elden Ring, though, is the game, uh, last game I'll be picking up this month, probably. Grid Legends, I don't I don't even know what the fuck that is, really. I'm sure it's like, it's one of the great racing games, but, like, what's Legends? I don't know. Uh, and, yeah, I wish I was playing Destiny 2, because it's cool that they got a, a whole new thing coming out. But I'm, I'm not playing Destiny 2 currently, so... That is not for me, but I know somebody does play, and they're very excited for it. So okay. that is very cool. All right. Well, that's what I will for sure be picking up and playing in February. Uh, it's jam-packed. We're in it, guys. We're fucking we're in the month. Um, and March is still looking pretty gnarly, too. So we're, we're just in the beginning. Uh, so, yeah, let us know in the comments what do you guys think about the games coming out in February. What are the must-haves? What are the ones you're curious about? Um, is there anything that you are playing or plan on playing that we didn't really show a whole lot of hype for? Maybe you want to let us know. Uh, it's worth uh, playing or looking into. And, yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below when it comes to February and its game releases. All right, let's jump into what we've been playing and talk about the games we've been playing chevy you want to start us out sure um i played i don't remember the exact title but the ufc game that's available on playstation plus and i can't talk about it so yep. um i played i've forgotten the other two playstation plus games now um, just a reminder for everybody, uh, <laughs> on PlayStation Plus in February, you can download and play UFC 4, Planet Coaster, Console Edition, and Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon's Keep, and make sure after playing all three of those games, to come back at the end of the month for Plus Club, where we will be discussing, reviewing all three of those games, our experiences with them, and grading them. So, yeah, come back for that. Yeah, I played those three games. Okay. So, can't I can't talk, talk about You played that. all three of them already? Yeah. Hmm, nice. I need to do that. Yeah. Um, and I definitely have opinions about all three of them. That's so good, good to know. Uh, I uh, I haven't played any of them yet, and I'm sadly mostly excited to try out Plant Coaster to see what it's like on a controller. Indeed, and Elite Dangerous is our game of the month, um, randomly picked, and. Uh, we're planning to do like uh like we have to on a weekend plan, yeah. like fucking like on a saturday planning on doing like a group play session to yeah. to get the ins and outs of that so we have not played that yet I should probably just knock it out after i raid 
so speaking of rating, mm-hmm. playing Final Fantasy fourteen like usual, mm-hmm. doing the rating thing, doing our re-clears of the first fight, finally started progging the second fight. Uh, we made it about a third of the way through, which is about where I wanted us to make it, so that was pretty cool. Um, feels I, I say this every time, but it feels really good to get in there and, and just kind of like do the hard stuff again. So, um, Especially because, like, you know, as long as everyone's in a good mental place, uh, it's just funny to, to see the stupid reasons people die and laugh about it and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, been having a lot of fun with that. Uh, we do have one guy who might be getting a new job, so his schedule might change, but we do have a backup. So, too much things are changing, dude. Well, you know, adults. Yeah, gotta gotta do adult things, and we uh, first rule of our, our raid is real life comes first. So, um, yeah. so wait, you're not gonna get mad at people if they can't make it? No, you fucking said you'd be there, and we need the tank. I'll be bummed out. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's a video game. <laughs> um, let's see. I played a little bit before filming uh, Guilty Gear Strive on PC. Um, plays really good on there. I'm very happy to say that. Uh, has equally terrible initial loading time like the PlayStation version when it comes to connecting to the servers. Oh, interesting. So, but once the game's on, it, it runs really well. So, um, Yeah, they released Biken recently, so I got to play with her a little bit. I saw on Twitter they they had a video revealing her uh, that she was coming out soon, and the comments were wild. Interesting. A lot of close up screenshots. Oh, I mean a typical biker. Uh, <clears throat> no, I. The one thing I I will comment on her um, is that she's been kind of a weird character in Guilty Gear's history, where um, her movesets really. I guess the running joke is she's the main that everyone doesn't play. So, hmm. so people are like, Oh, I, I love biking, but then they don't actually play her um, because she's always kind of wonky. Yeah. Um, Strive in general has kind of simplified all characters. And so um, she got kind of completely reworked and actually I think she plays really well now. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they kept a couple of her staple moves, but then they gave her kind of a weird gimmick now where, like, um, do you remember in the old games where she could she throw out, like, a grappling hook and pull you in towards her? Yeah. So she does that still, but she has a medium range and a long range one now, and then it attaches a rope to you so they can't run away from you for a little bit. So you're oh. stuck on top of each other for a little bit. That's kind of crazy. It's it's kind of weird. I can't think of a fighting game that's done something like that. Me either. It's pretty Which is cool, kind of cool because I... I I don't want fighting games like there's a system to fighting games that fucking works. And like if you if you fuck with it too much, you you start venturing into something that's not quite fighting games anymore. Yeah. yeah like yeah. those weird perspective Dragon Ball games for a while there and Dragon Ball Z games. And um, I don't know, like some of the weird stuff that came out on Xbox back in the day. Right. right. But uh, but like sometimes you can tweak things and, and make it kind of feel new and fresh again. And that kind of reminds me of um that character in Mortal Kombat that was essentially two characters. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a couple of games try things like that as well. But like it's it's interesting to have those ideas and, and 
make them work because that's the that's the biggest balance of of adding anything weird to a fighting game is if it throws off the balance of if this feels fair or not it is a mistake Mm -hmm. because people will fucking be really upset that you fucked with that balance but if you can nail it then it's like whoa you did something different and new so it's really weird how like you you can't fuck with fighting games too much but like that doesn't sound too crazy that just sounds like oh shit i'm in a situation that you know isn't great for me if you're the one who got grabbed yeah yeah well and to my understanding um in in exert the game had gotten really bonkers like the combos and the move Mm. list got really big really crazy and stuff like that and in in this one they kind of scaled everything back resimplified everything made it a little more like newbie friendly um almost feels like a soft reboot in in a way um even though this you know story goes on or whatever um and I do think it has sold better than any other Guilty Gear at this point. So that's cool. I think they did. They they need to simplify it. Not like simplify it for like to make it easy for everybody, but like there there is a part or a point in every fighting game's legacy where you have to do a reset because you've made so many characters and you're like, how do we one up the last game we did in the last game? And you start kind of losing the core of what that yeah. fighting game was. I think Street Fighter went through that. I think Tekken's been pretty Mortal solid Kombat, for a long time. Definitely Mortal Kombat that. 100% did. 100%. <laughs> um, Soul Calibur yeah. did. Um, the latest Soul Calibur is good, but the one before that different. was fucking horrible. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fighting games always evolve to a point where you're like, what are we doing? Why are we doing this now? How did yeah. we get here? And so it sounds like that's what happened with them. It sounds like you got to, I mean, even with Mortal Kombat, when they reset and made everything great again, they kind of went back to the basics of like the same story that they've told, but tweaked it. I mean, it was a big experience of what all the stuff they added, but they kind of brought us back home with it. Yeah, so for sure. It's interesting. Yeah. And I think for the, the season one, season pass, season one or whatever for, uh, for the game, uh, they have one more character release. And um, I think they're adding an, another story update, so there'll be more story to the game as well. So, so that'll be interesting. I know, like, like more anime to watch, probably. Um, I didn't realize that they they animated um, everything in game at almost at an almost one to one scale. So that's a lot of work with three D models because there's no like frame skipping really. Hmm. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, their whole approach to doing the three D two D thing is really kind of crazy yeah because they they did it in the last game but it wasn't as as smooth as this one like they really kind of went all out this time and i think that's why there's no finishers in the game because i think the animation would have been um a nightmare (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah i i'm i'm having fun with it i picked it up on pc just because i know two people playing it on pc right now um and they're both like in a casual mindset when it comes to it, which is the only way I'd play versus people. So yeah, um, I'm very curious to get in there and just kind of, you know, fuck around in there. So yeah, you guys doing like uh, well, of course, because they're not in the same room. I was gonna say, is it like lobbies or people could sit and spectate? So yeah, so what the way Guilty Gear's online system works is you have a house and you can decorate it and stuff, but then mm-hmm. people hang out in that house with little avatars, and you can go up these podiums. And you can verse each other, and someone can walk up and hit spectate, too. Mm. So that's pretty. Cool. So you can have multiple fights going, and someone can just go spectate all. Maybe of them I too. should pick up for PC. Yeah, it's still full price on there, but 
Uh, I, I don't mind supporting them, though. Yeah. That's another one that people want Sony to buy. Arc? Yeah. Well, that's a, that's well, a pretty niche one. Here's the honest. thing that's really interesting, though. I just thought of this today because everybody keeps bringing up Capcom. Not to keep talking about acquisitions. It's probably getting boring at this point, but it won't be when it happens. Um, Capcom. I, I'm not excited about that idea, but like Monster Hunter, Resident Evil, Under Sony would be wild. But here's the thing, though. I'm not excited about Street Fighter because I'm not a Street Fighter guy. I respect it, but I'm not into it. Street Fighter being owned by Sony would be wild because they bought Evo. Yeah. Um, but then I'm thinking like Arc System works, whatever the fuck they're called. Um, they're only fighting games, and Sony owns Evo. Oh, and they have two giant fighting games yeah so and that's something there's this rumor that came out recently everybody's talking out their ass but this analyst was saying that uh sony has 10 billion dollars left for acquisitions currently if you're like well that much i'm like that's plenty you can buy multiple devs for 10 billion well everyone's just still got a hard on for the 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 68.7 yeah because they bought a lot of devs with 68.7 but if you buy a single dev especially somebody who's not ea or ubisoft most of them are under twelve billion. Yeah, most of them are like one, two, three billion, and people who aren't like big are less than a billion. So, um, well, yeah, and they overpaid for for Bungie, but part they they explained for the why retention yeah, program because yeah. there was a retention yeah. amount in there. Yeah, because everybody's like they overpaid, they overpaid. I'm like, yeah, but they're investing in them. They want them to be around for the long term. They like what they see with. Bungie as of right now, and they want to maintain that for like ten years, which makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just been funny to watch like the guessing game of what's going to be next. But uh, in terms of fighting games, talking about Strive and, and other things, it kind of makes sense. I just don't think it'll have as much of an impact, but it will make them more well rounded, which I think is what Sony's doing. Yeah, because I think they're trying to cover all their angles. And we talked about this before, so we don't have to go too far into yeah. it. But, um, you know, that is kind of a high, low-impact purchase if they bought someone like, you know, the people who make Guilty Gear. And because, Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah, because these, amongst fighting game fans, are known now. They're not, like, niche games. Um, and Blue is pretty, pretty big, too. And they've been making games for other people lately. So they obviously are open to uh, work on new properties with their expertise i mean if you were if i was going to buy a fighting game company i'd buy them i mean i would too but i'm biased to guilty yeah gear. <laughs> well, i just think they're expansive you could buy like bandai namco but you're buying anime and you're buying tekken and soul caliber which anime. <laughs> which are my favorite fighting games but they only make those two mm-hmm. whereas like you buy these dudes they make they can fucking pump you out a fucking fighting game easily whatever the hell you want they're like okay and they'll do it so yeah. i mean like that kind of talent you could get them for fucking cheap make a some kind of sony licensed fighting game too like anyway yeah i uh, capcom's a big i hope not because monster hunter just got mainstream popular <laughs> let's not mess with that well it'd be mainstream sony popular at that point yeah, i don't think it's good for the game but yeah i <laughs> I mean, I don't think a lot of these giant acquisitions are good for really anything. Yeah, agreed. but but yeah, uh, Capcom. Yeah, I'm not 
That's not one. Like, if they did it, it would make sense. And I'd be like, holy shit, they just bought a lot of properties. If you bought Capcom, you're buying a lot of history. There's a lot of games they don't make anymore that they own. So you have access to a shitload of properties. Mm -hmm. Capcom would be a, a smart purchase. But Capcom's a company I think should just be thriving on its own. I really would hate to see Capcom owned by anybody. Same. It's just too much of a... I mean, that's like a, a Japanese, like, giant company. It's a staple company. Exactly, 100%. Yeah, yeah. They own too many giant games that I'm like, those are all fucking Xbox now? Or that's all Sony now? That's all Nintendo? That's kind of fucking weird. Yeah, I don't like the sound yeah. of that. Yeah, me neither. Um, but it's smart. <laughs> you got acquisitions. Yeah. Um, it's the talk of the town, dude. Yeah, I'm tired it's of it. <laughs> it's good. We're going to hear more about it this year. No, I know. But I'll, I'll deal with it then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the only other thing I've been playing, though, is um, I, I turned Minecraft back on finally. <laughs> I pay for a server, and I just kind of, like, ignored it for a couple months there. So um, hopped in, finished project I was working on. Uh, friend of the channel, uh, Rob hopped on and uh checked out some of the new features and we just kind of hung out and bullshit inside the game so did he dig a giant hole he continued it since they lowered the floor limit in minecraft and he was like oh good i get to go deeper now i've played minecraft with rob a couple times and every time he just digs a hole like a giant hole yeah he said he finds it therapeutic i know i believe it yeah. but, but he does it every time yeah like that's what he does yeah this is the biggest one he's ever done so it's uh, <laughs> Rob's biggest hole ever, dude. Yeah, it's it's an eyesore on the map for sure. Oh yeah, but fortunately, no, it shows up. Fortunately, it's not close to my face. So <laughs> yeah, he makes them big, dude. Yeah, those are some big holes he makes. A lot of resources, I'm sure, though. Yeah, that's the best thing about building tunnels and digging holes in Minecraft <laughs> is you're you're doing a Zen thing and you're feeling accomplished because you get to look back and go, "Whoa, look what I did." That's a lot of fucking progress. But you're also just kind of inadvertently getting resources, which is yeah. positive. Especially if you're someone like me and you dig a fucking hole or a tunnel and you hate the eyesore of an imperfect one fucking material tunnel. So you have to go through and dig out the walls and replace it with the same material so it all looks the same. Then you really get those resources. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit fun. Um, it's all going to be difficult for me to juggle my time now with a second mmo uh now coming and then the uh the must plays that are coming up too so just get a steam deck it's coming out and so <laughs> and a 600 pc that's fucking great I have a PC. um true i have a couple pcs but i'm gonna buy a steam deck and it's gonna be way too much money but also not that much for a pc no it's a, it's a good price at the highest ones like 650 bucks i'm like for a fucking PC that can play control, like yeah, Jesus, it's crazy. Uh, I've been watching reviews on that thing, and I'm just like, fuck, it's nice. <laughs> Apparently, it's something I didn't expect. People are like, the speakers are really good, and I'm like, are they? I mean, that's good. The, apparently, the, the in- switch are good though. So. Apparently, the Index and Steam Deck both have really good audio, and like Linus from Linus Tech Tips was like, when are you guys gonna make a headset? Because like their audio is like good. Apparently, I'm in the market for one, kind of so. <laughs> Fucking, my Astros sound good, but the amount of fucking problems I have with the the dock, every time I pull them off, I'm like, are they gonna work? Do I have to factory reset them every time? It's really annoying. I'm I'm legitimately thinking about going like to the old school style ones because my audio interface just has the plug in for them. Mm-hmm. You mean like a like just headphones? Yeah. 
I mean, I have I have fucking some Sennheisers down here I typically use, yeah. but those have like the three D seven point one where the fuck sound, mm-hmm. which is cool, but like it's not worth. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. Anyway, what the fuck was I talking about? Before Valve. oh yeah, yeah yeah no 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 before that so uh, I was saying um, pick up Steam Deck because mm. I'm gonna do that and you can play Final Fantasy 14 on your computer and you can play Lost Ark on your Steam Deck. I can't play two games at once like that. This one time, no joke. <laughs> I was so fucking tight on time that I played uh, Final Fantasy 14 and 15 at the same time. That one makes a little more sense. Yeah. Because I was running around just talking to people and questing in 14. Like just running back and forth. And I was mostly playing 15. Yeah, so I think that's, that's the, the first segment. and last time I did that. Yeah, that's still a lot of um, multitasking that's not good for you. But... I was like, I'll, I will never do this again. But I was like, can it be done? It can be. But not not in a, not in a good way. Unfortunately, the, the most I've done really is play like a, a shitty little mobile game play um mm. final fantasy 14 and then like uh play like you know my switch a little bit too on a turn-based game there i've so. played games that were multiplayer and there'd be times where people are doing something that takes them like 20 minutes uh with their gear or something mm. and i would like fucking play like a tower defense on my phone while that was happening but yeah lately especially when we're setting up for raid mm-hmm. I, I usually don't have much setup to do so i just get in the party grab my switch and i just wait yeah so makes sense yeah what are the, oh uh also during that time i was playing Final Fantasy 14 and 15 at the same time i played dragon quest as well i was grinding so i would just with one hand like the game has auto combat too so it's yeah. really easy yeah. yeah so i would just run into characters and then kill shit yeah it makes sense to grind out because i was like i want to be more powerful i need to visit the post game in that because after beating it i wasn't done with it <laughs> i would love to come back to that game but i can't so maybe someday you can no, you're I, choosing not to <laughs> too many games too many games anything else no all right well uh my list is short. I've been playing Dying Light 2. That means I haven't played UFC 4 yet. I haven't played Planet Coaster Console Edition yet. And I haven't played Titanina's, uh DLC for Borderlands 2 yet. Um, orally Dangerous. So I plan on playing those this month at some point. And uh, the month we are we're going through it. So I'm losing time. I need to, I need to sit down and play those. But uh, I have been playing Dying Light 2 since it has come out. I have about 40 hours into it, so I'm not super far into it, but I would have finished some games by now with that amount of time. And uh, it's been really interesting because uh, it's it's literally what I wanted in the best way possible. I liked Dying Light. I think the gameplay was awesome. I love that it's got loot. I love that it's multiplayer. I love that it has smart design when it comes to night and day cycles, when it comes to the challenge of uh, survival, but also having a fun combat system. And... Everybody talks about this, uh, the story not being great. I agree, but I think that about most games in general, almost every game I play, especially Ubisoft games, I'm just like, skip, skip. I don't give a fuck. The story's dumb. This is not even interesting. I thought Dying Light had a pretty cool story. I didn't think it was like amazing, but like it's it's an interesting story. It's it, like it's not just like there's a virus and so you got to survive it. How did it get here? It's like there's more to it. It's, a, it's actually kind of thoughtful. Um, so with all that said, uh, I was hoping Dying Light 2 would just be a better version of Dying Light. 
that's it and that's what it is it's literally just a bigger more robust dying light um with more going on better graphics better systems less janky than dying light speaking of jank uh i was talking to somebody today and they were they're talking about dying light and they're like yeah dude it's cool it's you know it's kind of like a, a better version of uh of dead island you know like they're kind of similar i'm like <laughs> same people and they're like what wait well like they are i was like yeah technically i made fucking dead island and then they made dying light which is the better version of dead island i hate dead island yeah i i liked it but that that game was fucking some people were talking about how dying light 2 is buggy i'm not really not seeing it a whole lot that day one patch i think fixed a lot of the stuff the reviewers said but even people after have been talking about a lot of bugs we'll get into that but uh you want to talk about bugs in a tech land game dude fucking dead island was fucking riddled with really janky shit and i still enjoyed playing that game because it's just like where do you get the opportunity to like aim for a hand and break it with a fucking blunt object or hit someone in the head and crack them and uh, damage their the, there's like individual damage for limbs it's such a cool idea it just was really floaty and did not work the best and movement in that game is horrendous um but it was a cool idea and it's multiplayer i mean these guys all i can tell from Techland at this point is these dudes want to make fucking fun ass games they want you to be able to play with your friends or play by yourself and just have a blast and that's what they've done with all their games and dying light 2 is the exact same experience um Speaking about the bug issue thing, um, I've ran into like almost nothing. It's got a little bit of jank, but not nothing. Like one time I had to re repeat a mission ending. I was like halfway through a mission. I finished it. And then I stopped playing the game at some point and then I came back and the mission was back up. I ran over to it and it was just like the ending cutscene of that mission. I was like, okay. I talked to the guy again, and then it just ended, and I got the reward. So I was like, either I got the reward twice, or it had a weird bug where I got the reward, but it's gone now. And uh, there's some bugs I don't want them to get rid of, because they're fucking fun as shit. Like, you can jump off of a skyscraper. There's a move in the game where if you're above an enemy as you're falling at them, and you hold E, I'm playing on PC, um, you'll drop down and kick them in the head. Okay. If you jump off of a skyscraper, and you're falling at somebody, and you hold E... You'll kick them in the head and you'll land. land. Yeah. Yeah. Don't fix that. <laughs> I fucking love that. Um, that kind of shit is something I miss in games. Just that, that like, Oh shit, you can actually do that. Like it's, it's fun to kind of find that stuff out. Um, yeah, it's, it's been kind of crazy. Uh, I, I'm really enjoying it. I'll get into the details in a sec. It's been really cool to see the reception too, because, um, each one of their games have gotten pretty positive reception, but like it's overwhelmingly positive on like Twitter and other places online. People I'm talking to, everybody's having a blast with it. I've seen a couple streamers play too. Yeah, they're having fun with it. So. Yeah, every, everyone's fucking really digging it, and it's it's really cool to see because um, it is just a solid fun game that offers a lot. It is, uh, fuck, what what was I saying? It's it's a better Far Cry than Far Cry Six. <laughs> I mean, by fucking miles. Um, and then GameSpot gave it a fucking 6 out of 10. Uh, no one cares about them. Sure. yeah. I, but, like, it was so funny because I saw that. I'm like, there's no fucking way this is a 6 out of 10. Like, it's it's too fun. Like, what what's the issue? Um, and But then I looked in the comments and everybody's on the same page. They're like, what the fuck? Are you angry at Techland? Why would you give this a 6 out of 10? Like, no one gets it. And then people are like, you gave Deathloop a fucking 10. And the, the, some other game they said too. They're like you gave Deathloop a ten, and uh, some other game a, a seven or some shit. And I'm like, dude, this game is better than both those games combined. 
Like Dying Light 2 is a much better game than fucking Deathloop. And I know some people who like Deathloop are probably like, you're fucking crazy. I, it's preference. I just think it's a funner game all around. Deathloop is a tighter, better made game. But Dying Light 2 is just like, it's just a blast to play. So anyway, I've been playing for 40, 40 hours. I won't go into any story uh, spoiler stuff or reveal things that possibly you'll unlock later. That's not in the, tra- if it's in the trailer, I might talk about it, but, um, but just in case you're curious, um, I would assume I'm halfway through the game. Maybe considering there is a section of the game and there's another section I've just entered. So that's where I'm at. Um, and the story in between that, those points seems to be, fairly relevant to as like a main point of the story um so that's where i'm at uh i have four points in my combat tree i believe which affects uh fighting whatever and then uh 12 or 13 in stamina which is your more parkour side so i have a shitload of stamina right now um because it's a parkour game i like parkour so um, you also tend to be mobility focused 100%. So I was like, I need to be able to fucking move. Not wor- and stamina comes into comp con- or combat as well, because you're on stamina when you swing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I don't want to run out. I'd like rather not get hit than get hit and be able to survive it. Um, so it's been working out really well. I almost have all my parkour abilities unlocked. Um, so I've been really grinding in the game and doing all the side quests when they're like, it's going to take you 500 hours to do everything. I'm like, fuck, I think I just locked myself into that. Because I was like, I'll do like the story and a couple side quests. But I'm like, nah, I'm already 40 hours. And I'm like halfway through the game. And I'm really going. I'm like finding all the inhibitor uh, things. Um, finding there, There's these um, inhibitors that you find. Uh, uh, you'll be running by a building. And you'll get a little indicator. And it goes, Doot, and it's like inhibitor nearby. And like it like has like a range. And as you get closer, it, you know, gets smaller and how far it is. But it doesn't tell you where it is. Sometimes it's like in some kind of secret location. Sometimes it's in a building. Sometimes it's in like a giant building. That's like a process to go through. Cause it's like dark in there. And they have this new system where if you're out in the dark, um, your infection gets worse. Um, and so if it runs out, I've never ran out. So I don't know what happens, but I assume something bad happens kind of like exposure and Icarus. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes it stressful if you're in like a big ass building and you're going through it and you're like stealthing around and shit. There are items to refill it. There's like an inhaler and mushrooms you can eat, but um, it's a cool new element. But anyway, uh, I've been running around trying to find all the inhibitors I can find um, because when you use um, or when you get three of those, sometimes one will have one inhibitor, two inhibitors, three inhibitors. Uh, some buildings will have four in them. Sometimes every three inhibitors, you get to put it into, um, your combat or your stamina, and that will increase your overall health or your overall stamina. And then, um, when you get to certain levels in those combat and stamina, it unlocks more and more of your combat tree or your parkour tree. And then those are separate. Those are leveled based off experience. So as I do more parkour stuff, I get a parkour experience. And if I fight more, I get combat experience. So just to kind of catch you up and anybody else who might not know what's going on there. Um, So far, I think the story is uh, interesting, Um, especially after playing the first game. Um, You don't need to have played so far as I've experienced the first game 
to understand the story. It does distance itself a bit. It is connected to it, and they do make um, reference to a character, the main character of the first game. Okay. Um, but this, I think, is 20 years after the first game, so it's significantly different. It has its own story going on with a new character, new characters in general, and uh, I do, I, I am interested in what's happening with it. Um, it's funny, a couple of reviews came out for this game that said that choices in the game don't matter. I think it's really interesting because it's not Skyrim. It's not an open world game. It's not cyberpunk where you're going around fucking having your own adventure. But I've played through my story and then I was playing with Sarah on her game. And not only were there major differences in our stories, but a guy I really don't like in my save, we murdered in hers. And I haven't had that option in mine. He's like really fucking are, annoying. Are you trying to say that people who reviewed the game don't know what they're talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I, I feel like it has to be a factual statement. That's not in my opinion because like I'm playing and I'm like, even if there's a 50% chance, depending on my decisions, that this can happen and the other 50% of the decisions you make have the second thing happen, there's two choices. They're probably going to simplify that down to like you're going to get the same ending. So that's why your choices don't matter. Possibly, even though the first game had three endings. I, I'm just I assume assuming. Will, I don't know shit about this game. I'm I think they tend to know. I think they it. played through it once, and I think they're upset that um, as you capture areas, kind of like Far Cry, um, you take over certain facilities, and when you take over the facility, there's two factions, and you can decide who gets that facility. Okay. And one faction leans into um, parkour stuff in the city and the other one leans into traps for the city and so um if you start helping out the bazaar which is one of the groups um they start putting zip lines around the city in those districts they start putting around like trampoline type things that will launch you into the air all these things that help you get around easier and then the other guys will start setting up like car bombs uh spike traps all these things around the city and so you get some customization there on okay. how your districts are but I think they're complaining that those decisions don't affect the faction's dynamics. It's just a gameplay thing, which I think is really fucking neat. Um, because when I was playing with Sarah, she was like picking more of like the, the, the trap stuff around the city. And I was picking more of the parkour stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's really neat that over time, the city changes, right. which is fucking neat. Like literally like every time you capture a windmill, it creates a small little town there that wasn't there before. And then in the main town that I go to, the bazaar, when it's first started, they're like working on crops and there's nothing there. And now in my game, it's like flourishing. There's crops everywhere. Um, so th there's a lot of really cool, like, I don't want to say it's dynamic. It's all just going to happen eventually anyway, but it's really cool to see that evolution. But anyway, right. I think that's what their, their major point was against the idea of any kind of choice was that. But I, I have a hard time when I was reading that. And now I've played it going like there was a whole segment with characters that I know from my playthrough where things were completely different and like the outcomes in certain situations were completely different and the bosses that never existed on mine were now bosses. And then, like I said, a character I really don't fucking like in my playthrough on her playthrough, I got to grab him, throw his head into a fucking wall hit him in the back of the head with a mace, and we fell on the ground, I fucking jumped on his head and smashed it. And he's dead now. And I was like... Graphic. I was like, that's what happened. That's that game. Um, 
I was like, holy shit, dude. This is fucking, this is a gift. Thank you. Because I fucking, no, this guy sucks. This guy fucking sucks. For anybody, for anybody who, who might be wondering who I'm saying, you already know, but Barney. Fuck that guy. His name is Barney. He looks like goddamn uh, Eddie Munster. Only like 20 something. He's a dickhead. Anyway. Um, so so there is. There is absolutely. I was actually very impressed with how different some, some of the key stuff is the same. Um, but it's also really interesting to see how this completely different story that we were going through on hers wrapped into a key point that I also wrapped into in a way that seems seamless. Um, it, it's, it's done really well. Um, cause both of our stories were very different at one point, but they all go to a central point, uh, differently, but to the exact same thing. And it was really, um, really cool to see. So, yeah. Um, let's see. The city size is really good. Um, just like dying light this, I mean, this one's apparently four times the size as dying light, but dying light had a really good size. Uh, it wasn't too big, so it didn't feel like a lot of vacant, boring, running around like, what, what's even to do over here? Um, but, it, you know, wasn't too small either. Really good. A lot of interiors, a lot of verticality. This game's the exact same. I would say more. I think the inhibitors, some of them are pretty challenging. There's a building that uh, we could see through a hole in the wall where the inhibitor was, but we couldn't figure out how to get into the fucking room. And eventually, like I'm, I'm in the. It's pitch black in this room. I, I can see in the room where there's light, but in the room I'm in, no light. And I have a flash. I'm looking around. Finally, in the top left fucking corner, there's a vent. I was like, oh okay. I crawled into that. And eventually, was able to get into the rest of the building. But um, so they they had a lot of fun with every inhibitor being a different challenge on top of you know windmills, which unlike Far Cry, not not unlike similar to Far Cry, you have to like climb up to the top and some of them had like different challenges in this it's all parkour based so like a lot of the windmills have like these concrete weights that are moving up and down and you have to time them and jump and climb certain things get really creative with how you get up it and um so like all the temples or whatever and ghosts tsushima it's usually like obstacle courses yeah yeah pretty much like that yeah yeah yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's similar. I pretty much the Far Cry formula, but just you know doing more with it because they're mm-hmm. not Ubisoft and just doing the same shit over and over again. Um, cause, but it's easier because Ghost Tsushima was also a better Far Cry. So um, everything's a better Far Cry lately, which is so disappointing. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, killing zombies, uh, super gratifying. The physics are crazy. Uh, a lot of times when you do a certain thing in combat, like if you like, uh, you know, crit or fucking hit them and they light on fire or whatever, uh, the game will go in slow-mo. It even does that in the multiplayer and it's super satisfying to hit a dude in the head and get that. And like, it goes in slow-mo for a second and they lift off the ground, start spinning horizontally in the air and it goes back into normal and they're just like flipping and they fly into shit while on fire. Like, it's just like the, the combat feels really fucking good. Um, and yeah, the first area is uh, like really European looking. It's really cool looking. Um, and the second area is like a giant city that I've barely explored. I saw that. And I was like, oh shit, it's all skyscrapers. This is uh, going to get crazy. And then uh, it's been shown in the trailer. So of course you guys know there's a paraglider. Um, I got that. And it's it's a cool addition because in the first game they added, they had a grappling hook that you got at the end, which is good. But it kind of 
took away from the parkour mm. um, because you're like, oh, I can just shoot this and get anywhere I need to. Um, by the end, and I, I refuse to use it because I, I like the parkour in it. Right. And this game has even better parkour, but this has a paraglider that you slowly just go down. Um, I have mine upgraded so every once in a while I can hit shift and get a boost to get me back in the air a little bit, but it takes stamina, so you can't just fly forever. But there are vents around the city that have wind coming out of them, and if you fly over one, your stamina refills. So there's almost like a mini game to it. Gotcha. But it feels like a good addition because I feel like I am doing parkour and paragliding back and forth. Um, so they kind of complement each other. So I think it's a much better system, though I don't know for sure. I do feel like the grappling hook's probably going to be in this game as well. It'd be really weird if they didn't have it again. Um, but I don't know. Especially if they're boasting 500 hours, they probably want ways to make that uh, feel faster. Yeah. Yeah, there's some Easter eggs that uh, were ruined for me on Twitter of different means of transportation in the game that look very cool that I was like, you didn't even have to have that in the game. But they're there, apparently. One's in a trunk. I need to find that. Another one, the guy just was found on the street somewhere. I was like, okay. So a lot of really cool things they put in this game. Um, and then lastly, the multiplayer is a lot of fun. It's four-player, which is awesome. I've only played it with one other person, and uh, that's a blast. This game is, uh, I wouldn't say it's mindless, but it's like just like, it, it can be stressful, but a lot of times it's just fun. So there's no like, hard co-op that needs to happen in you're just kind of playing together and making sure you don't get killed uh while fighting certain things and um it's a lot of fun just run around and complete the missions together um not a whole lot of problems but every once in a while there has been more issues that i would assume has to do with the connection or latency um than when i played by myself specifically when i was in uh the bazaar and um there was just like a floating cup in the air, like somebody was holding it, but they weren't there. That never happened to me when I played single player. And then another character uh, was sitting there and there was like binoculars or something flying next to him. I was seeing a lot of weird little artifacts like that, but it was only when I played multiplayer. So Interesting. Yeah. But no disconnections, no weird stuff. So it's been working just fine. I heard this game was like super buggy and I'm like... I heard that it's was mostly the console version. I well, that, that might be it. Let me know in the comments if you're playing this on console. Um, that would be a shame. I, uh, that'd be two games now that, uh, I could think of that the console people got shafted quite a bit, but it's happened opposite before too, where PC players get fucked. So not that anyone deserves it. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, it's just been nice for me and my own personal experience to have heard that it's a super buggy game and really it's their cleanest game and more straightforward game that they've ever made. And, uh, it's been working just fine. I've just been having a blast with it. It's it's been really cool because like, I, th- I feel like 2021, I got really hyped for certain things and then they didn't meet expectation. And then I got hyped in this year already and starting out good. Dying Light 2 as of right now, my favorite game of 2022. Um, it might make my fucking top five easily this year. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fucking fun. So yeah that's enough about dying light 2 though i could talk about it for a long time but as you can tell i am enjoying it i think it's a lot of uh, a lot of fun it's not an amazing game it's not groundbreaking it's not a masterpiece it's not a story that i'm gonna go oh my god maybe it is maybe hope you didn't really like it but um but uh oh one last thing um she she's in the in the promotional stuff but uh the game has a very wide array of acting talent uh, the guy who plays the main character, I think, does a great job. 
I mean, he he's he's competent. I feel like that. I don't. There's a game recently where I looked up the voice actor and I could have swore it was this dude, but um, I don't remember. This guy's done a lot of stuff, so he's he's really good. But there's like a lot of people who are like pretty bad as well. Mm. But you know the the actor um, Rosario Dawson. Mm-mm. No, okay. Well, she's been around for a little bit, but um, she actually plays a, a character in. Um, well, I don't want to spoil anything. Anyway, um, <laughs> she's she's in this. I'll put it that way, and. Since she has like an actual acting background, she like she seems like almost amazing. Like her character's fine, but like her acting compared to some of the actors in this game, I was like, yeah, you can tell she actually like does like real acting because <laughs> she's like her her character is completely believable. That's funny. Yeah, it's just like day and night because some of the people they like talk and you're like, okay, I don't was this guy asleep when he when he did this? Like it's fucking it's wild. So it's it's kind of crazy, but she she does a really good job. Um, which is really cool to see. So nice. I don't even have like an affinity really for her in movies or anything like that, but I saw her. I'm like, I know that who that is. And, uh, she started talking. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. She's okay. She's bringing her. She's not pulling the Peter Dinklage and not bringing her a game thing. Like she's like going all out on it. It's really cool to see. Not just on a fucking on speaker phone while drinking. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Cause yeah, sometimes celebrities get in games and you're like, oh, I recognize that person, but they're not doing much. She's like completely into the character. So it's really cool to see it. Yeah. Also, last shout out, David Bell, creator of parkour is in the game. I didn't even hear about that. I was just playing the game. I looked at him like, is that fucking David Bell? And I looked it up. It's like, he did the performance. I'm like, fuck yes. I'm so happy David Bell's in this shit because he deserves to be in a fucking parkour game. He invented the shit. All right. That's it. Dying Light 2 is fun. And uh, we'll move on uh, to the next thing. But let me know in the comments. What are you guys thinking of Dying Light 2? Are you guys playing it right now? Are you planning on playing it? What games have you been playing lately? Anything you would recommend? What do you think about Sifu? I've already gotten like three recommendations from people I know telling me to play it on top of all the things I'm hearing about. So it does seem like it's a must-play game of February. i got to find time for it. And... uh, yeah. Anything you're uh, stoked about playing? What are you most hyped for? Let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. Where is my mouse at? Okay. Um, yeah. Problems with wireless mouse. Like it's like, wait a second, I gotta wake up. All right. So uh, we got something to watch. It's a little bit long of a sit, but it seems uh, topical and timely. This is Lost Ark director's trailer. I believe this came out yesterday, and I believe this is going over. Lost Ark and what it offers? Yes. What What's going on in it? So it is, um, they'll say it in the beginning too, but it's translated um, from the, the Korean director of the game. Okay. And he goes over what we're going to receive here in the West on the okay. launch of the cool. game. Because so. I don't even know that. I like played the beta. I'm like, it's fun. I'll play it. And then I left. That's yeah. all I know. Um. Also, I know this game has a kind of hit or miss, um, you know, uh, I guess hype meter going for it. Um, so I guess to throw this out, there's just a bit of information. Uh, MMOs generally don't have traction right now. And this game is, I think, seven years old in Korea and yeah. has only gone up in cool. every region it is released in. So that is promising. Well, releasing a seven-year-old MMO either means that it's doing well still and they want to get a piece of the action over here or they're desperate and they're trying to see if they can make some money. Yeah, the game's still growing um, in Korea and in Russia right now. That's good to hear. 
And it's a game we've been waiting for for a long time. Um, I'm always looking for uh, MMOs to play anyway, so yeah. uh, I'm a big fan of the genre. So yeah, And we did play it, and we both enjoyed it. It's I was fun. actually surprised on how much of an MMO it actually is. It's not Diablo. The combat looks like Diablo. It's it's super it. yeah. It's and it's funny. I've watched a couple people say this now in in videos about this game. They're like, I know it looks like Diablo. Yeah, <laughs> it is an MMO. Yeah. This video is going to show some boss fights. This is an MMO. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, so. I found out as soon as I started playing it. Yeah, I was like, this isn't Diablo. Okay, yeah. it's, it's just top down. It's a top down MMO, and it's flashy like a game like Diablo would be, but. So are MMOs. Yeah. And without spoiling this video, because I've watched yeah, this already. You've watched it, I haven't. Um, this is a theme park MMO, and they are embracing the shit out of that. So, hmm. um, yeah. Cool. Well, I hope there's a lot of longevity to this game. I hope I play it, and I'm like, you know, because, you know, a game like Diablo or whatever, even though it's not, um, you're going to play it, you're going to beat it. You might move on to the game. You might sit for the grind and really get that gear. In a Diablo game, but like this is an MMO. This is a new MMO for us, and so there is a potential of this becoming, you know, like a main or a B MMO where you're going to be returning for years, possibly, hopefully. Um, and so there's an element of excitement for that for me because we don't get the chance to yeah. try out a new MMO very often anymore. And uh, so I am I'm interested in seeing what they say in this video because, like, I honestly have stayed away from a lot of the you know, hype building before the release of this game, because like, I'm like, ah, I'm gonna play it anyway. So I'm genuinely interested in what they have to say. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I was in the same boat until I watched this. So, um, I will reserve any thoughts now though, until we're done. So, all right. Well, games coming out very soon or is out is as out of right now. If you and, access. uh, yeah, I can't wait to hop in. Maybe I'll do that after I film. And, uh, yeah, well, let's watch this and we'll talk about things. It's 20 minutes. Um, let me pull it back to the very beginning and let's do this. This is Lost Ark Director's trailer in three, two, one, and go. That's weird to see. Hello, adventurers. My name is Kum Khan Son. I'm the director of Lost Ark. Korean names are hard to pronounce, aren't they? So just call me Gold River. Gold With the River. help of a wonderful voice actor who will continue for me in English and this trailer, I'll show you some cool ways to enjoy Lost Ark, which is launching very soon. Say hello to our adventurers. Hello. Nice to meet you, adventurers. Hello, Bruce Lee. Now, Glad to see your let us off. begin. First, let's take a look at the world of Lost Ark. did watch this on my phone so this will still be a treat for me yeah for sure there is a difference <laughs> sometimes it's like desperately i'll watch something on my phone and later i'm like i gotta fucking give it some justice oh, yeah from the age when our world arcasia was created to the time when the moon turned red and the demons of patrania broke the mandates Everyone craved the one Break and the only light. You can't say that creation. on YouTube. The Ark. This looks like a Sega game. It's a Shining Force. 
The hour of prophecy has come. Order and chaos have begun to I've played like five I liked. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, the ones I tried. Paladins were In places mm. of history. I want to play one of the gunner classes. Established under the glorious sun. And in places. Do we know anybody who's going to be playing this too? I know one person darkness. for sure. A new dawn. Maybe is one or two that I think of right now. Hmm. Um, the stars align sure. to guide you. Well, if we start playing to this. Find the a lot. Arc. I'm sure in the Discord we will have a Lost Ark section, so if you'd like to play with never us. Goes out. Um, as long as you're cool. You're <laughs> cool, right? Um, uh, feel free to join the Discord link down below. Yeah. Um, it's also a free-to-play game, in case you're uh, That's the biggest thing I'm worried about. I uh, hope they do it. I think I think Western culture in general. In this world called Arcasia, I, I know you the, will face many enemies, the including the powerful demon legion so. of Kazaros. So. Looks like Ion. I mean, it's great. But there's yeah. no need to worry. I will introduce you to the cool heroes that will fight against them. But that's kind of well. That's NCSoft. Classes yeah. in Lost Ark have their own unique characteristics and combat mechanics. You can progress with unique skills and your own style. Dang. There is a class that changes combat stances to deal with various combat oh, situations. <laughs> Some classes can burst their specialty to transform and become like more powerful. It might end up being too. There is a class that goes berserk. There is a class that uses huge mechanical launchers and other hardened weapons to crush enemies. Mm -hmm. Their artillery is cool. Not only are there classes slow, that deal damage, like the there are also classes that support and heal their allies. Yeah. We didn't get very far, though. It's hard to say. Yeah, 100%. Although I felt like I had like 30 moves already. There's a sense of safety with a class on the front line protecting allies. I hope, like, rolls can be... I hope, I hope it's, like, heavy on the tanking and healing thing. There's no Trinity. There's no Trinity? You can effectively so evolve the unique skills of each self class self in various yeah. ways well, to fit different combat situations I, I more so, using the tripod I'm, I'm skill tree system. The Trinity, but I do after seeing people try to get away from the real Styles of skills can be changed based on the situation. I hope there's synergy of some kind. I, yeah, 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 I hate, sure. I hate you can games that you're just playing together. Some games are fine, but like games like this, I want to like each work class together. Has two awakening skills. It's a better meteor effect than Plantina's uh, Wonderlands. With these awakening skills, you can turn a battle's direction quickly. It's the scale's so fucking crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like the everything about this game looks Once cool. You've I played your it class, fun, but I'm like, it's I time to experience don't their progression through a set of, of challenges. In the Chaos Dungeon, the thing which is one of the fundamentals the of this game, you will battle waves yeah. of monsters yeah, I, I to hope, help I you create your it's own cool. fighting style. Feel free to brag about your magnificent skills against hordes of enemies. I will. I'm gonna brag. Once you've familiarized yourself with battles, oh, yeah. 
Try raids, or you'll face There's off so against animal guardians. Yeah, so their cool. variety mm, is an Yeah, this game is in no way threat. lazy. Yeah, on the way they develop. You'll be able to greatly enhance your combat yeah. skills by facing these mighty guardians. Now that you've experienced battling powerful guardians, it's time for Abyssal Dungeons and Abyssal Raids, where working with allies together. becomes more crucial. Yeah, for sure. I know you said you Here, found out. Enemies will try to confuse and trick you with their gimmicks. Mm. Sometimes you'll need to rely on your skills, and sometimes you'll need to rely on your allies' support. Hopefully. Once you defeat them, you'll be ready for the biggest battle in Lost Ark. The cool Legion thing. Raid. Man, fuck there, the guy on the left. You will face the six most powerful Legion leaders. They're like the big raid I'm gonna kill the shit out of that guy. That's Barney for me. Cool Satan. His name's Satan. Akan and Theamine. Facing them will be very interesting, but He's also extremely challenging. If you're powerful enough, they await you in the Legion raid. Oh, yes. God, kill him, dude. I hate this dude. <laughs> God, the visuals are wild. Yeah. Seems like there's a lot to do in the game. Of course, there's more to Lost Ark than vertical progression or simply leveling up. This enormous world has much to offer. Somewhere, there is a chaos gate that only opens once a day. Hmm. There's a secret map that lets you explore hidden dungeons. And a ghost ship that appears in the sea. With skills like foraging, fishing, hunting, logging. Sorry, buddies. Archaeology. Especially they hunted him with a fucking look, look like a mining, axe. Yeah. And crafting. You can live off the land and sell your crafted wares. You can also adorn your own land in Stronghold. Your own properties. Customize your Stronghold and invite friends. That's pretty cool. Yeah. If you like PvP, make your way to the Proving Grounds. You can hone your combat skills there. Visiting certain regions and islands will enable you to enjoy various types of PvP battles. And once you start to get accustomed to these, you will find an opportunity for more challenging and massive battlegrounds. If the everyday routine isn't for you, try other activities, like a sailing co-op quest. Hmm. Climb spires to face challenges in the tower. Explore random rooms and cubes. Fight powerful field bosses, and so on. A variety of and content so awaits. If you are ready, tackle these challenges one at a time. Three at a time. This does have me a little more hyped than I was. Even with so many diverse activities to choose from, my personal favorite is the island token. Yeah, this is so interesting. In Lost Dark, you can sail and travel to around 100 islands. Hmm. These islands have their own content and events that are completely different from the main storyline. Become a trusted consultant to and the adorable Tukis. 100? Yeah. If you're brave enough, 
How about exploring a horror island? Oh, I'm fucking brave enough. Or if you're feeling sneaky, you might want to head to Twilight Isle. Sometimes you will encounter a weird place filled fuck? with oddities. That's stressing me out. <laughs> you can explore a maze or join a snowball fight. Fight PvP battles in a field of reeds full of treasures. If you need money, you can deliver packages on the side. Challenge others with your fishing skills. I need money. Or turn into a chicken oh, yeah. and rally other chickens. <laughs> oh yeah. The fact These that are exists. just some of the fun side quests that await yeah, you. Yeah, I love that the there's all sorts of fucking random things. Once you, you do. master them, yeah. you can acquire a valuable item called the island token. I hope you'll take the time oh to experience and enjoy these stories Why? in Lost Ark. I'm so okay with, with it. I so want many it. collectibles. You can show off your collections have and just be the envy of your allies. To do for fun. That's what everyone Unravel should do. Unravel the secrets in each continent and get your adventurer's tome to 100%. These pretty Makoko seeds are hidden on all the continents around the world. Keep an eye out. Run outside the map to find them. Secret There's also there. a special adventure map that will lead you to secret spots in the sea to find more treasures. Have fun with these features and keep looking around to find the many hidden collectibles of Lost Ark. Good luck. You gave me too many choices. Too many things. I don't like it. <laughs> The story of Lost Ark begins like most. You guessed it right. The objective is to find the Ark. It's a I common theme that. for RPGs. Exploring different continents and experiencing different episodes while searching for the Ark. That place is cool. But as your adventure continues, you will get to know the people of Arcasia and get involved in the massive lore. But is it good lord? Eventually discovering your own Look at destiny. that little buddy. Look at Sephiroth. Begins as a small story. Unfolds into a complex history. The battles become a war. And a huge story surrounding the secrets of Arcasia and the Ark <laughs> will unfold before yeah. you. Please, this game's not short join us in this journey of like epic Every scene something different. Like, then, okay. the secrets of Arcasia and the Ark will reveal what themselves to you. Play? This is sure to be fascinating. Yeah, dude. Is, I'm like okay. stressed about it. <laughs> Just play them all. <laughs> we can't talk about Lost Ark without our That's one our thing music. I forgot to mention. Dying Light With 2's so soundtrack many different is really continents, good. villains, and content I'm in Lost Ark. I was like, this is good. We needed music that represents each of them to bring these stories to life. Why don't we take a listen to some of them? YouTube's gonna fucking strike From me down. Jazz. Game music's usually fine. Nintendo's involved. Heavy metal. Oh yeah. 
This is my nightmare. This is if Amazon takes over. Those drones are delivering things. Trying to hang out there. Midi. What the fuck is going on here? That bird's Two piano real. pieces. Beautiful. How do you get out there? Don't worry about it. Chamber music. Oh. <laughs> I love the polar bear. Just hanging out. out, yeah. Like this is a fucking this is lit, fam. Musical scores. Who are these people? Why are they shaped like this? Opera. Is this? Right? <laughs> like, is this, is this just one game? Yeah. <laughs> Hymns. TikTok are gonna sing this. And even orchestral music. I would hope so. I said I'm not surprised by. <laughs> Various music from diverse genres will match your adventure perfectly. I just want the hymn dudes with me all time. Come on, guys. Next zone. <laughs> yeah, just follow me. Is this like social connection or internet? Social. That's quite a lot, isn't it? But this just scratches the surface. All the features I've mentioned are not enough to explain why you should play an MMORPG. The most important reason we play MMORPGs cool. yeah, are the relationships and memories created in the game. Whether it's people you have traded an item with, I wouldn't trade without those people. Relationships I don't with. trust them. Cried. Laughed. Danced. Cooperated. I want to cooperate with whatever's against. going on there. You want to ride a Or just had a yeah. chat with. House. Yeah. <laughs> MMORPG is a genre that values relationships and memories with those you might just pass by. Should or create lasting that. bonds with in the game's universe. Lost Ark will cherish and treasure your relationships and memories. We will offer a variety of experiences, things you can show off, oh, hell yeah. and a community. <laughs> what the fuck we is all this? I hope you will build special relationships and memories in Lost Ark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Events are another draw for Arcasia. There are many seasonal shit. festivals, PSO islands, and cool yeah. items awaiting you in Arcasia. Diverse events are also prepared for each season, which is another attractive feature of an MMORPG. So look forward to these. I won't say that Lost Ark is the greatest game ever. It would be unfair to compare us to a masterpiece MMORPG that you, or even I, went crazy about such as World of Warcraft or Diablo, the Bible of hack and slash. We know that compared to all it's these legendary works, other games by name. we're a Makoko. Big Korea. But huh, that yeah. means we're bringing our own unique charm. So please, stay tuned. <laughs> oh, fuck. 
<laughs> One thing's clear. Lost Ark will always be a better game today than it was yesterday. Yeah, I mean, this honestly got like makes me want to play this there like, right now. There is no doubt that this is a game that will continuously improve with you. That Our adventure is. <laughs> yeah, this game really does look if like it has MMO some RPGs. Content. Yeah. Once loved MMORPGs, well, that's but have fallen out of love. Yeah. How much or of it if it's your first time playing an MMORPG, I, I how about falling in love three, with Lost Ark? Do you know how many seasons there are? Why? Well, I, I don't. I don't know if the seasons are working. I am so happy and excited to greet you in Arcasia, the world that we've created. But I, it would be smart for them to roll things out so it gives it artificial longevity over here. Like we have something to look forward to. But at the same time, too, I kind of just want the content. But you also have to have that learning experience of starting a MO and, and every time new things get introduced, you mm. organically learn them as opposed to having seven years of a game dropped on you. You're like, whoa, yeah. what, do, what do I do? What did that last thing say? Uh, it just shows Asmund Gold. With all RPG fans, ah. they had to make that a point. They had to let people know. RPG fans. Um. All right. Well, you've watched this already. What were your takeaways of it? Um. So I mean, like you said earlier, we've been kind of keeping an eye on this. Anyways, mm -hmm. not like crazy amount. Um. It would have been really easy to look into this game. It's been out already. Yeah. And there are content creators already for it. Well, and we had people too every once in a while hitting us up on Discord stuff like that. Like, hey, did you see the thing on Lost Ark? Lost Ark? I'm yeah. like, it's not out here yet. So. Um. So with this, because it is effectively the launch. Yep. Um, information for the game. Mm -hmm. I wanted to check it out. I'm as long as the free to play stuff is as nice as I've heard looking forward to doing or playing the game. Yeah. There's so much random stuff to do in this game. And I think that is so important. <clears throat> the, the last, the, the MMOs that have always stuck with me the longest were ones that, um, when I was done doing the grind, I still had a reason to log in. Yeah. And this is definitely seems like that kind of game. So um, I definitely really appreciate that. And the fact that the, like it can be serious when it wants to be serious. And then you can be a fucking panda rolling down a pathway. Like, which, yeah, I mean, a good MMO should offer live in qualities, things to do mm -hmm. that don't have to be necessarily super serious. Um, and yeah, when you're done with certain things, have other things to do. And then the social experiences of doing those kind of things, which yep. is my favorite parts of MMOs. So MMOs that don't have a lot of social stuff typically are not what I'm looking for. Mm. I, I mean, I've played a lot of MMOs like I'm playing a single player game before just because like I'm like, eh, it's kind of neat. And I play through it. But, I play most of them. So. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when I played a lot of um, PSO way back in the day and then PSU, I played a lot of, um, I always really loved the social dynamic. The, the people who played those games liked being in that game, that world. And with all the social features you could do, you, you had like experiences that weren't just like, did you get to this part in the story? You know, it was pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, it was pretty, oh, I don't really like it that much. Like the social aspect, the dynamic nature, things always randomly happening um, yeah. with, uh, you know, friends or random people doing just weird shit. That's the stuff that's that's really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, you know, outside of that, um, I'm a big fan of of the extremely high fantasy uh, aspect of it. 
Um, I don't like, especially playing something like this. I'm not looking for realism. I'm not looking mm. for it to be grounded. I want it to be crazy um, because it's not reality, right? It's yeah. a fantasy world. Yeah. I want it to be fully embrace of that. And so uh, that's one thing I always appreciate, specifically in Asian games. Not to say the West doesn't do it, but it is more common definitely in Eastern games. But For sure. Um, unlike, you know, Horizon is pretty pretty big and out of this world um so i am looking forward to that obviously for like a for like a western game yeah but yeah it's still it's not like you know a game like edf doesn't exist from a, like a western definitely developer. not yeah <laughs> it's such a stupid idea that's awesome yeah that like most people wouldn't waste time working on that yeah. i'm sure some indie dev maybe some indie people on like steam would maybe work on something like that i, I mean i was surprised when they made that um Honey, I Shrunk the Kids uh, survival game. Oh, yeah, Rare yeah, yeah. made that. I was like, that's that's cool. Like, that's not something I would really expect from somebody. 100%. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was cool. But So it does happen, but uh, but on a more micro level than what you get out of, For like, sure. Korean games, Japanese games. Um, they, they definitely more often embrace larger-than-life and crazy zany shit just because they thought it up. And they're like, we're going to do it. Yeah, it seems a lot like... They look at something and go, okay, how do we make this cool or cute? And that's just, that's the focus. Like, I make it cool, just, make it cute. <laughs> I think there's just a stronger philosophy towards um, gameplay versus how far can we push the medium. Yeah. Which is a huge defining factor of both areas when it comes to game development. Because yeah. a lot of Japanese games... Uh, specifically Japanese games are all about uh, unlocking new systems later and the gameplay elements at the cost of like, you know, whatever's happening in the story. Sometimes they play second to the gameplay itself. Mm. And then you play like a lot of Western games and it's all about more of a cinematic, how immersive and cinematic and movie like is that story and how cool is the gameplay and is there guns to unlock and upgrades? But, mm. you know, less about the actual, like, can you do crazy shit, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that's all the conversation. For sure. We've and, had a million times. And so, but when we, we talk about MMOs, right, mm. um, I'm generally not interested in the idea of, like, a real grounded MMO most of the time. I was very interested in New World. Um, unfortunately, it was not interested in my computer. Yeah. <laughs> they were not interested in you. Um, They're interested in But that's a pretty grounded card. idea, that MMO is. So, yeah. Um, and I was interested in that. So it's not like I'm not ever, but this is definitely more my alley. I love mm. the hyper crazy colors, the visual effects, the crazy like different like monsters and like game modes and stuff. So, um, yeah, I uh, definitely look forward to it. I'm afraid of the time investment because I already played one MMO. So, yeah, that's why I'm not going to go like super crazy on this, but I probably am going to make a character tonight. I'm pretty, pretty interested in uh, the amount of content I'm seeing here. Yeah. So yeah, overall my impressions, first time I watched this video, it did way more for me than I expected it to. Um, I think it was actually a really cool way to convey, uh, this literally came off as somebody who worked on a game uh, for a long time, knows what they got and they know they're introducing it to a new uh, group of people and they're excited for you to uh, experience their game. Um, I really enjoyed the way, you know, it's a, it's a video. They got to kind of talk a certain way, but it did seem kind of like straight up. Like the dude's like, Hey, this game's really fun. Like you're going to do all this stuff. I like the presentation. I like when people tell you, uh, 
you know, n- they don't talk in like EA PR talk. It's just like straight up, you know, you're playing a video game. You want to play video games. This is what our video game offers. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's reasons to be excited for it. And that's literally what this video did. Did a really good job on that. Um, and they're able to back their claim on that this game's fun. There's a, I mean, I've, I don't know for sure if it's going to be great. But, like, the amount of things they showed was way more than I thought. Yeah. You know, I knew I'd be running around in fields killing enemies. I knew there'd be a storyline going on. I figured there'd be a couple things. Housing's not that surprising, but it kind of is, too. So that's cool. Those properties are huge. But th- then I saw the properties. I'm like, oh, it's like properties, too. Yeah. If this game didn't have housing, I wouldn't be surprised. But that it has housing, I'm like, cool. But, yeah, the properties are really neat. The ship stuff I kind of saw a little bit on before. But seeing it's actually like a pretty big component of the game, very cool to see. Um, that's a lot of people doing something. Yeah. Um, the amount of side things to do, though, the amount of the events that happen in the game really reminds me of... Um, like a Korean or Japanese MMO, which is something I really miss. These random weird events that like everybody's just running to go do. Um, I kind of miss that. So that did get me pretty excited about it. Um, the amount of like job type stuff you can do. Um, I'm curious about uh, any good MMO probably should have some kind of like uh, crafting, hunting, you know, profession type thing to do on the side. I know people who will go fucking crazy on shit like that. Uh, I always dabble a bit. Um, if it's not that fun, I'll, back away from pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I'm not really big on crafting and stuff, but it seems like there's something for everybody to do there. Um, combat's looking cool. I, you know, I played it, so I know what to expect. It's very flashy. I saw a lot of moves I haven't seen when I played the game, so it's good to know there's going to be stuff to look forward to. Uh, the amount of environments is impressive. Yeah. The amount of places they're going to be going looks like it's going to be fresh every time you go to a new place. The idea of 100 islands, uh, you know, it's a big claim, and uh, them saying... No, they didn't say every individual one was going to have its own individual thing, but they kind of alluded to that in the way they said it. Um, yeah, it was pretty vague. It, it was vague enough that if they didn't do that, you yeah. couldn't be angry at them. But it did sound like they're saying that every island's going to have some shit going on on it, and it's going to be different. Yeah. That's really cool. 100 islands is a lot. Now, <laughs> you could just c- cut and paste a lot of those islands and kind of do some small things here and there to change them up. And that would be realistic, and that's what I expect. If it's not that, I will be very impressed. Um, that is a lot of stuff to do, a lot of places to go. There are such things too much, though. I've played Assassin's Creed. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and, yeah, I love all the random events. I like that there's stuff to find in the world. It seems like they've just really thought of a lot of things to keep you logged in. A lot of things to go do. That isn't just the grind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, which is important because I'm there. There are people out there who are like, I don't like grinding games. I don't mind it as long as I'm working towards something that I want. I yeah. will fucking do some pretty monotonous tasks over and over again to grind if the reward is worth it. Um, so I'm okay with the grind. And this game looks like there's plenty to do to grind. But yeah, there's a bunch of other things to mm-hmm. do outside of that as well to keep it fresh, keep it interesting, and. Um, those are those are if done well. Those are really important to to make an MMO uh, interesting. I always love uh, loved in in older MMOs, uh, just deciding to go do something that was available that isn't like you know the main questing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played some that are straight up do your, do your story, play through it. There's some PvP if you want to do that. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm very happy with what I'm seeing here. Um, 
so yeah, overall, really cool. This really made me makes me want to get this downloaded right now um, and try it out. I am still worried about how they're going to handle the free to play aspect. I would have preferred to buy this game, like why well, did I? I gave them money, um, so I'll get some rewards, or whatever. But um, a premium MMO uh, would be a lot more attractive to me. It can be done. There are good free to play games, but there's also plenty of them that there are more bad ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's bad ones, there's really good ones, and there's ones in between that kind of start off pretty good. I get a little taste, and then I just go, eh, this isn't for me. I, I move on because I don't like their model. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm ever being held back from content um, in a artificial way. Um, so far is not the case. So. Yeah, I hope not. I hope I can just play this game from beginning to end and experience everything, and then I want to buy things uh, from their shop uh, or, you know, mounts or whatever. I don't know, fucking outfits, something. If I'm into the game, I will want to give them money. Um, I'm, I'm pretty good about that. So, um, And yeah, story, I mean, I don't expect much from it, but hopefully it's good. And yeah, everything's looking really cool. Really stoked to try this. It's dope that it's finally out. So I will be playing it, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it on the next TastyCast. Yeah. <laughs> So if you're curious about our thoughts on that, look forward to the next taste cast. Um, anything else? Not really. I've already gushed. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we could, uh, the trailer did really good. I mean, it's 20 minutes, but they did a really good job on showing a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff you could really dissect. If we were like a lost Ark YouTube channel, we could make a whole episode oh, yeah. on that video alone. Cause oh, there's yeah. so much shit they showed and it all looks really cool. So hopefully it is. Hopefully it's not just all show. Um, this game just really feels like something that somebody cares about who worked on it. So, and I, I appreciate that. I mean, even back in the day when I first saw it, I'm like, wow, they're really going all out with that shit. And it seems like they've continued to do that. So, yeah. And you know, it's funny too when I see stuff like this game as an example. This game's, I think, seven years old. Uh, imagine if that team started today, like what kind of crazy crap they would have made or like how good the game would look. I don't know. It's, it's always, interesting. well, back then I thought that, but then if they started today, we'd get in seven years from now. So, and Fair. then we would be thinking about the exact same thing. Yeah. That's the worst thing about getting it late, but I kind of like getting them late too. And as long as it's not too late, just because there's a for sure future of content coming out. Oh, yeah. Because it's already been developed. So it's kind of nice to get, uh, you know, sometimes you get a brand new MMO and you get done with the content and now you got to wait. Yeah. And I think with how starved the, the MMO market is, um, they'll at the very least get a, a nice initial rush of people. They just got to keep them. So. Between 14, wow, all the other usual suspects, and then this coming out being a brand new MMO, I, I am curious to see what the numbers on, uh, um, oh God, New World are like. Because they're already pretty, they're pretty low. They're pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. So with another new MMO coming out, uh, we we need some big update for New World to get people excited about it again. Cause yeah, and unfortunately, first impressions are usually long-lasting. So we've been with improvements. People are going to still. you got to really turn around. Yeah. Yeah, so, for sure. And that's up to Amazon. They're the ones paying the bills. So, Yeah, well, that's the thing that bothers me. It's like Amazon can't afford to just be like, eh, just scrap it. Yeah. So, like, how serious are they taking it? Yeah. Fucking, it's up in the air. It's weird that two of the new MMOs are fucking Amazon. I think it's because Amazon's looking for fucking uh, revenue. Well, monthly. To go back to Sony buying Bungie, Sony's interested in service games right now. So, 
Uh, I think I think we're gonna start seeing a flood of MMOs again. It's kind of exciting and scary. Yeah, not to get back on something too much, but they're expecting to have ten live service games within like the next whatever amount of years. That's so crazy. Um, and they have like three or four companies right now working on FPSs for them. So interesting. They had they definitely at some point had like a meeting where they're like, we need to start fucking attacking. Some of our weaknesses. Weaknesses, yeah. yeah. That's what it sounds like they're doing. Interesting. Yeah. All right, anything else? No. All right, let us know in the comments. What would you guys think of Lost Ark Director's trailer? Did it do anything for you? Is there anything we missed we didn't talk about that you'd like to hear us talk about? Possibly by then we'll have played it. But, uh, you know, throw it out there. Let us know. And, uh, yeah, are you going to play this? Are you on the fence? Are you not going to play it? Does it look interesting? Does it not look interesting? Are you looking for a new MMO? Is this it? Is there something else you would like to see from MMOs? What do you think about the amount of content they showed off with this game? Have you actually played the actual, like, uh, original version of this? Maybe you've played further into it. Is it worth continuing? I know some people play, like, the Russian version. A lot of people, yeah. Yeah. Played Um, the Russian one. So maybe you have some inside information. Maybe you can vouch for, yeah, it's great. Or, eh, yeah, it does get kind of, you know, lame later. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, let me know everything in the comments uh, when it comes to your thoughts on Lost Ark and are you hyped? All right, it's that time again where we review, go back, and talk about prior episodes, and we read your comments. We got a lot of comments because we did a lot of videos last week. We did six videos last week, so make sure to go back and watch those if you're curious. They all got pretty good views, except for one of them lost views. Again, it's like the third or fourth video that we've lost views on. YouTube is doing things behind the scenes right now. They have to be. Because I've seen, I've been in the middle of watching a stream. I watch a lot of my streams on YouTube and uh, there'll be like, as an example, 20,000 people watching. And then all of a sudden it's like 11, like that did not happen. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. (laughs) Thanos came in and took him out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's weird. Like one of the, I think it's the bungee video. We had like, like a hundred views like that, but like now it's at 40. I'm like, where'd the six, where'd they go? Anyway, uh, we did a bunch of videos, so make sure to go check those out. If you uh, didn't get a chance to watch them, there's a lot of them. But with that, we got plenty of comments. So I am going to only read a couple comments. So if you'd like to be uh, read for sure on the uh, on the, the old Tasty Cast, make sure to type in hashtag AskTLG on your comment. Whether you have a question or you have a thing you'd like to see our reaction to, um, put that in your comment and we'll read for sure. Unless it's something I can't read. Otherwise, I will be picking at random. I'm going to read plenty of these, but I, I am cutting back on some of these because we got a lot of comments in the last week so uh with that uh we reviewed dirt 5 deep rock galactic persona 5 strikers uh on plus club it's a really good conversation um and uh really interesting to find out people's thoughts on that month because it seemed like across the board people pretty much liked most of the games so in fact persona 5 on reddit was probably the most divisive mm, I very see that. very interesting um yeah so let's see we got a couple uh couple of comments one from um ryan kala kahale uh that says my question is why would they put the tiny tina's dlc when they put the borderlands or when they put the borderlands 2 and all its dlcs last year except for the commander lilith dlc so essentially why are we getting tiny tina again when we did technically get that with the um handsome jack collection um, which I also think is really interesting. This is obviously 
a promotion for Wonderlands coming out next month yeah. makes complete sense. And it is interesting that they took a DLC from a game that has a lot of content and they made it standalone. We will talk about our thoughts on that um, on Plus Club, but I do agree it is um, it is interesting. I, I think it's one of the first times I've seen a game re-released on PlayStation Plus outside of, if you want to be technical, games are on the PlayStation collection and come out on Plus. That's technically a re-release, but not on Plus. So. And that's only for PS5 people. That's only for Yeah, and I do like that system because you bought a brand new PS5. Maybe you haven't played on PS4 before. And now you have a reason to know where you're going. Hey, I've got a war. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you know what to look forward to in the future with PS5. It's a it's a good system. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know why either. I think it's really interesting. Any thoughts on that? It's a hundred percent to advertise for the next yeah, game. It's just that's all. It it's is. just promotion. And yeah. it it does. They obviously talked to some of Sony. Made a deal with them, and that's the that's what it is. They're like, look, Randy's really excited about this Borderlands movie that he's making, and he really wants this movie to come out. And he wants people to watch it. He wants to talk about this movie. But on the side, we also have this game coming out, and so it'd be kind of nice if people knew it was coming out. So maybe we can just like release some old content as a standalone. And so he's like, sure, yeah, that's that's more content for PlayStation Plus. Yeah, exactly. So plus. Not to defend it too much, because I do think, honestly, I'm, I'm just going to say it right now, I think it's kind of a cheap move to do it, but nothing I'm upset about. Um, perhaps somebody who played the last release of like Borderlands 2 on PlayStation Plus didn't get to that content. So now they can just jump into it directly. Maybe they didn't even know it was a DLC in that. So in that sense, I, you know, I can kind of go, well, yeah, that's kind of cool, but not really. I get where you're coming from. All right. Anything else? All right. Next comment. Uh, and thank you for the comment, Ryan. Uh, next comment is from Stick. Uh, Stick uh, is back. Welcome back. He says, I haven't commented in a while. Life has been a bit wild this past year, but all for good things. I finally got my own place, so I'm just settling in and had a lot of other different positive things. Good to hear. It's very, very cool to hear. Uh, I did reply to you, and I'm just going to say this to you, but everybody else. The last two years have been kind of crazy for everybody, um, including myself. And, uh, you know, it's been rough for a lot of people. So, um, or, you know, just wild in general, things are all over the place. So it's good to hear you got your, your shit on track. Everything's going good. And it's all positive or different positive things. It's really cool to hear. And also again, welcome back. You were gone for a little bit there and I'm glad to see you again. Uh, onto the rest of your comment, which essentially seems to be a review. We got uh, stick saying, Dirt 5 is something I'm interested in trying out with both that and Forza 5 Horizon being available for me to play is amazing for uh, good arcade racers. Uh, 100% agree that yeah. both those are really good arcade racers and neither of them take from the other one. Yeah, so really good balance. Like if you want to play some arcade racers and have fun uh, with different kinds of arcade racers, you could you couldn't do better than those two games, really. Um, in this uh, this point in time, uh, he continues saying Deep Rock Galactic is my favorite Left 4 Dead style game. I love how it is something completely different. I usually play the gunner and I love how the DPS tank class has stuff to support, especially with the zip line. I can't believe how useful that is in a group. My friend plays Driller, which is also very useful, especially during escapes. I am 
I hate saying it this way, but I'm a driller main. Uh, I love playing driller, so I think they are the most useful class. But Deep Rock Galactic uh, is a fantastic game. You should play it. It's amazing. Um, but uh, the way they have balanced the classes makes every single one have something that is useful to the team. And they did a great job on that. So even when you're the gunner and you're like, I shoot things, which has a place in a game where there's hordes or swarms coming after you, um, zip lines are really nice to have for a team. It's a really great way to get up and down for the whole team because there's some characters that can get up and down on their own, but having that guaranteed way up and down is, is, is really good. Uh, he continues, uh, last part, Persona 5 Strikers is something I am going to play after Tales of Arise. I would have played it last year, but I had recently beat Royale or Royal uh, before it came out and didn't want to burn myself out on Persona. I know I will love the game as I am a big fan of Persona 5 and also enjoy the Musu genre. Plus, anime stuff is my favorite, so the dialogue and everything isn't uh, something that will bother me. Yeah, this is this game is a very to each their own thing. Um, yeah. Like I said on Reddit, uh, people either really liked it or really didn't like it. Um, there were people who were like, I played it for like 30 minutes and couldn't stand it, and they hopped off. And other people were like, dude, I love this game. This game's great. I played the other game. It's great. And then there's a lot of people who were like, do I need to play the other game? And most people are like, you probably should. Well, that's good to hear because that's why I was skipping stuff. Yeah. Well, I saw a couple people also say it doesn't really matter too much. So, huh? It, it was pretty divisive. Interesting. Um, I mean, I don't know, obviously, for this game so much, but I know even just anime in general is a pretty divisive one. Um, anytime, even if I'm yeah. on TikTok and anime content comes up, there's like half the comments are loving it, the other half are like complaining about it. So um, kind of interesting that people can't just be somewhat balanced about things. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting that yeah. that's like the big. There's a couple things out there that like really just have like the really feel niche so yeah i was say someone who also enjoys anime stuff um i don't necessarily enjoy all anime stuff I'm, and i won't defend all of it either like mm. I, th- I do think there are a lot of pretty mediocre anime games for example oh um, plenty but um when it's done right i think it's a fantastic experience so mm-hmm. oh yeah and persona 5 is one of those i, I think so it's also nice i'm not going to continue in the responses because we're talking um once I replied to you on here, but uh, I asked you what you thought of Tales of Rise, and you pretty much have a similar take that I have. It's It's got its strengths, but it also has its weaknesses, so that was nice, because I don't know a whole lot of people playing Tales of Rise, so I don't have anyone to talk to about it. Yeah, and so one other person. Yeah, so I asked him, and he just, like, you know, he had his, had his critique of it, and I was like, okay, so I'm not crazy, because, like, there's some good stuff here, but it also isn't as good as, like, I wanted it to be. Right. So... Yeah. Anything else? No. All right. Well, thank you for the comment, Stick. I'm glad you're back. Glad to hear from you again. Glad everything's going good for you. And thank you for the review because it's very good. Really enjoyed reading it. Uh, very thorough. Speaking of thorough reviews, I want to I want to start implementing um, bringing in some comments from Reddit. Uh, in case you don't know, every time we do Plus Club, I release. Um, a link to the video on uh, the PlayStation Plus subreddit and the mods over on the PlayStation Plus subreddit um, have been very welcoming to me. Like, very, very cool. Um, and uh, anyway. Shout out to you guys for sure. Yeah, shout out to the mods on the PlayStation Plus subreddit. Uh, since day one, when I post on there, a lot of places on Reddit, people will jump up your ass if you do anything self promoting. 
And even though self-promotion is nice for the channel, I'm not honestly doing it. Like anyone who knows me, like I 100% appreciate this community and I appreciate everybody watches, but I'm not driven by like, I got to get fucking more people watching me and shit like that. Yeah. Spoiler. We have a job outside of this. Yeah. 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 Just <laughs> normal shit. But so anyway, uh, shout out to them because they've been really cool. They made me uh, the first ever on that subreddit approved submitter, which means I can submit things and I've already been pre-approved by them which was very cool. Anyway, so we have uh, the conversation over there as well. I, of course, invite you guys to comment uh, on YouTube, but over on Reddit, it's neat because some people who don't even want to watch the video, and I tell them, don't watch it if you don't want to watch it, uh, can have the conversation over there. And we normally get quite a bit of people um, talking over there. And I read some of these things. I'm like, I, I need to incorporate that over on, on the podcast, on the show. So I'm going to read one of the reviews I got from that. I'll try and find a more streamlined way to do this, but, um, it was such a good review that I wanted to read it. I actually asked them, this is a fuzzy predator. That's her name. Uh, uh, I asked if I could read it and they're like, yeah, go ahead. So I'm going to do it. So, uh, this is from uh, fuzzy predator predator saying, uh, for me, it was a great, albeit slightly disappointing month as I already had uh, dirt five. Thanks to EA access and being a persona series fan. I bought strikers as well as uh, P five and P P five R steel books and the dancing games at launch. Uh, what can I say about the games? Well, let's break it down game by game. Dirt 5 played on PS5, great racing game with some really nice graphics as well as haptic feedback. It really does feel amazing when you're driving down a rocky track as opposed to an ice track. Agreed, 100%. The graphics are also really nice. Some of the tracks with their weather changes really do make you say, wow. I remember starting a race during sunny weather. By the start of the second lap, it started raining heavily so you could barely see the turns and cleared up again at the end or by the end of the race cars handle well and the game should be an easy platinum for those that enjoy it i did not platinum it but i played it quite a bit and i do agree it's uh the cars i mean it's an arcade race so the cars all feel good um you don't really run into a whole lot of cars that like feel like shit so uh, continuing persona five strikers as a departure from the usual JRPG fair that regular games offer you. This game is a collaboration with Tecmo Koei and is closer to the warrior style games. One versus 1000. This game continues the story after the end of the original persona five, not Royal. Uh, so it might be a good idea to finish that game first. That's what we did. Um, well, we didn't finish the game, but we refused to play too far into, um, this game. Continuing, uh, without revealing too much of the storyline, the Scooby gang go on a vacation around Japan and continue to do uh, what they do best. Gameplay from region to region does get a little repetitive. Go to this area, collect secret, repeat uh, times three or three times, three times. Uh, trigger some cutscenes, fight boss, uh, watch more cutscenes, go to next area. While the gameplay loop doesn't change much, the story relations between old and new characters and the new big bad keeps you interested if you're a Persona fan. Uh, overall, definitely recommend for fans. I think that's a, I think that's a good caveat yeah, a good is, one. is, uh, if you're into it, you're into it. And if you're not, you're not. So, um, this is not a game I would try to convince somebody who's not into it. They should be into it for sure. Um, and then lastly, uh, they continue, Deep Rock Galactic only played a few hours of this, and it seems like a fantastic game for to play co-op. To be honest, I didn't enjoy it as much as uh, as much playing solo as it was very repetitive. Go into mine, dig material, go deeper, kill some bugs, dig more, find the needed material, get it or get to it, dig it out, go back, rinse and repeat. Uh, looks like it could be fun with friends. It is fun with friends. So that's the way you should play. 
but I do miss the building mechanics of Minecraft Terraria as I loved coming back to a base I built by myself from the resources I brought back. Sorry for the long post, but it has been the best month in a long time, even if I already had two out of the three games, so felt like giving my opinion. Don't be sorry. This is exactly why we do this channel, but also do Plus Club. Yeah. Uh, this is what I want. This is what I want from, from this is the end result I'm looking for. This is a great review, first off. I really enjoyed reading it. That's why I wanted to read it on the channel and um, or on the show. And uh, it's a great breakdown. Um, I pretty much agree with everything you're saying here. Uh, you know, Dirt 5 is a good, clean-looking game with great controls. And the weather effects are definitely, like, its thing. Like, that's the thing it's offering the other games don't. And you mentioned the uh, haptic feedback, which uh, doesn't get enough talk. Um, I agree 100%. And then, yeah, your Persona 5 Strikers, no spoilers, which I appreciated. Um and recognizing this game is for certain people and they're going to love it probably. And certain people aren't. Um, and as a person who couldn't hop into it as much as I would have liked to, um, your description of what to expect in it sounds like something I want to play. So um, I hope I get to the point where I can hop into that. And uh, I enjoyed reading your Deep Rock Galactic um review because i think it's a fair perspective of acknowledging that the game's probably great to play co-op you weren't super into the repetitive nature by yourself and you would enjoy some building mechanics um, similar to some games where you are also mining things so um, i think it's a really well-rounded as a like a deep rock galactic fanboy i think it's a really well-rounded uh critique and review of the game um it's it's amazing too on Reddit, man. Everyone loved Deep Rock Galactic. There's like one person who said, "I don't get it." They weren't even mean about it. They're like, "I just don't get it." I'm like, "That's cool. That's fair." Yeah, yeah. But like everybody else um, was like, "I never played this before." It was like really fun, and the whole time I'm like, "I know, I know." And people are like, "I love this game." I'm like, "I know, me yeah, too." And that's great. It's and it's funny too because like to to uh, go back to uh, fuzzy fuzzy predators uh, breakdown here. I'm actually pretty much on board with all three of these. Yeah, um, really good. It's how I feel about pretty much all of them. Yeah, I recognize Deep Rock Galactic as a as a neat game. It just it doesn't click for me, and I would rather play something like a Minecraft or Terraria yeah. um, when it comes to just gathering stuff and returning home. So, um, but yeah, I don't have anything negative to say about Deep Rock. It's just not my cup of tea. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, it is it is. Uh, Always interesting to, because obviously there's three chances there for uh, uh, me to disagree with you, and it's one of the few times that someone is like a hundred percent on board the same way I am. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Anything else? No. All right. Well, thank you for your uh, your your really good breakdown of the games. Uh, hopefully, we hear from you again on the next Plus Club because uh, I really enjoyed reading this. All right, and thank you everybody who commented on that last video. The next video uh, was the video that got taken some views away. We're at 47 views again, so that's God nice. Damn, YouTube. Uh, thanks, YouTube. Uh, this is PlayStation buys Bungie and likely to buy more. We discussed uh, more acquisitions since that's the uh, that's the topic that will will be uh, 2022's fucking uh, main thing. So. We'll see. Anyway, we discussed that in detail. We had a great conversation, as we do. And uh, you guys chimed in. And, uh, yeah, we're going to read these comments. So, uh, first off, we got one from uh, Salama. I'm not sure how to say it every time I read it. I'm like, is this Salama? Z Salama? Salama? It says, happy birthday, dude. Thank you very much. I am 35. Uh, I feel 28. Um, and I uh, had a good birthday. 
35 is the new 20 something. I, uh, not for me. <laughs> I mean, my back and my bladder are one thing as I get older, but like, uh, I, I fucking, yeah. I, don't, I don't feel old at all. Um, yeah, my uh, my birthday uh, happened, and uh, I appreciate the happy birthday wish. Um, and then Tom B says, as you guys said, uh, one studio is not a problem compared to a major publisher. Could be good. Time will tell. Edit. In normal times, it's good news, but in these times, the whole acquisition trend is not a good sign. Kind regards to y'all. Kind regards to you. Um, I mean, yeah, we. I mean, you. We agree with you. You agree with us. I, I'm on the same page. Um, Single studios, as much as I don't want to see the acquisitions in general, single studios don't bother me as much. The major publisher is shifting. It, sh- it changes things. And so, uh, you know, we can do the one. It's a big one, but we can do the one. But I don't think it ends there. And so what's the future look like when we keep just changing the, the landscape of gaming? We're slowly going to turn into uh, the two big dogs in the indies. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not really what I'm looking forward to. So, yeah. Time will tell, though. That is yeah. the major thing. But, yeah, I mean, I agree with you 100%. Have anything to add to that? No. Pretty much spoke for you because I know your opinion on it. So, And if you'd like to know our opinion on it, go check out that video. We need the views again because YouTube was like, psych. Um, uh, all right. Well, thank you, Tom B. Thank, thank you, you. Salama. Thank you, everybody who watched that and commented. Moving on, uh, we reviewed Icarus First Cohort, which is a survival game made by the guy who made Daisy. If you're curious about that game, our thoughts on it, or what we reviewed, it, uh, what grade we gave it, uh, check out that episode. It was a good one. It was really interesting to have that conversation. And yeah, we got uh, we got two masters in the comments. The first master is Puppy Master. Puppy Master uh, says, in all caps, finally puppy time with some heart faces. Uh, in the very beginning, we got we actually have quite a bit of animals here, but um, maybe we should just do a, like a side video showing off the animals for people who are into that. Apparently somebody was. Um, in the very beginning. You can't go wrong with animals. Yeah. I've, I'm sure people would be like, oh, that's cute. Or be like, oh, the guy looks like a dickhead. Possibly. Um yeah, they said finally puppy time. Uh, in the very beginning, uh, we got we got a brand new puppy, a little a little palm puppy. Um, he's a little rambunctious fucker, but uh, you know he's he's young. He's brand new around here, and at the time he was like whining a lot if he's left alone. So we put him in this little octagon, little thing for him to sleep in. He he slept there the whole episode, so that was great. But I gave a warning. I was like, if you guys hear something, it's that guy. And we have to make sure he's cool, so because he's yeah. brand new. So, um, is appreciated by Puppy Master, though. So, um, I'm glad. I'm glad we could help with that. Uh, and then the other master, we got Puppet Master returning as well. We got a lot of people returning. 2021 took people, and now they're coming back. Welcome uh, back. Welcome back. Puppet Master says, Hey, oh, been a while. When Chris get long hair and glasses, lol, <laughs> with a bunch of emojis. Uh, a completely different anatomy at that. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot has changed with Chris. He even <laughs> changed his name to to Sarah. Uh, um, yeah, uh, was interested in the game, but my survival love has died down a bit. Maybe I'll buy it when it comes down to twenty dollars or so, and in the mood for another survival game. And game of the month for March, Elix won. Well, Elix is not anywhere near me. Um, on purpose and is not on our list. Um, but Josh has played it. 
So if you really want that Elix content, I could always ask him. I don't even know what that is. It's one of those like janky ass, like ambitious by someone who can't handle it games. It's like a open world RPG, mm. but it's made by some company that like, you know, they're trying and maybe in the future they'll make something really great. But it's one of those early things where it's like it's it's janky as fuck, gotcha. and that's Josh's. Like, Josh loves it. Josh yeah. loves those games. Um, I actually bought it for him. I think for his birthday when it came out, because he was kind of curious about. It. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, oh, I'll just fucking buy it for you, dude. Let me know how how it is. Yeah, he he said it had some cool stuff to it. Um, as for survival games, twenty dollars. Yeah, I think twenty dollars is fair. And uh, I, I'm a huge survival game fan, but I also my love has died down a bit too, just because a lot of the games kind of followed the same systems, and nobody's really inventing much on it. I of course had to play this one because uh, I was a big fan of Daisy. As I've I've said a million times, I just want to see what he's bringing to it, and it is cool and worth it to me. I highly recommend it, but. Yeah, if you're not, it is survival. It's a survival game, 100%. And if that doesn't sound like something you're super into at the time, just wait on it. But it, it it's good for sure. But it is 100% um, a survival game. And then, yeah, um, just to clarify, I'm sure everybody kind of kind of knows. I mean, if you're in the Discord, you know. But uh, Chris is uh, doing personal things in school and stuff like that. So he hasn't been on the show as much. We didn't kick him off. There was no kind of weird situation he's just prioritizing something and uh yeah we're respecting that he's doing his thing um real life comes first but in the meantime uh sarah's shown interest in wanting to uh come on and uh talk about games with us because she plays a lot of games as well and uh it's been fun having a new perspective um Early on in this channel, I actually invited like a lot of people. I'm like, I'm like, hey, if you want to be on sometime, I would love to get like new mm-hmm. minds, new thoughts, all that kind of stuff. Most people are pretty intimidated by the idea of being online, so a lot of people wouldn't come on. Um, yeah. So uh, as soon as she was like, you know, showing interest in, she's playing the games we're playing anyway, like on PlayStation Plus and stuff, and I was just like, just come on. She's she's been enjoying it, so it's been fun having a. Uh, uh, and a, a new perspective um, on games. So for sure, that is that is Chris. That is the new Chris. But and to also clarify, if Chris ever wants to come back on, he's always invited. So um, not that he should have to think about it. Yeah, for sure. But it's not like there's been like a replacement. Like we need three for a while. It's just me and you. And yeah. if it comes down to it, you guys will just be watching me because I like making the content. But. uh but yeah, I mean, especially if you're a close friend of ours, like you're always invited. I always tell Cody, I'm like, you can be on any episode yeah. or Josh. I'm like, any episode, just come on. Yeah. And if you guys are ever curious how he's doing, I talk to Chris almost every day. So I will and let him know. And how's he, how's he doing? He's doing good. He's busy. Busy, busy, busy. That's good. And then when he's not busy, um, you know, he spends most of his time in Final Fantasy 14. That's kind of his wind down place. So it's my wind down place when I play, dude. I'm, I get sweepy. Well, that don't happen to me, but I'm usually too busy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing what you guys are doing. I'm doing <laughs> the original content. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the comments, Masters. Hopefully, I hear from both of you again. Was, I, I hated that sentence. It was so it was so weird when I originally read Puppy Master because in my brain I was like, oh, yeah, I know, I know Puppy Master. And I looked up, I'm like, Puppet? No, I know Puppet Master. How many Masters are there? Too many. All right. Thank you for the comments. All right. Last video. We, uh, I 
watched Ghostwire Tokyo's uh, showcase. Um, actually, really, yeah, I wasn't awake yet. Yeah, no, it was early. It was early. <laughs> it was an early one. But uh, yeah, uh, whether you watch my episode, which you should if you want, um, or just watch in general, um, check out this game. And let me know what you think of it, because, like, uh, they're doing some really cool stuff with this game, in my opinion. Um, With that, uh, we got a comment from Jeremy saying, love the thumbnail. So I I experimented with putting my face on the thumbnail, and uh, I made a really dumb face. Oh, you guys can't see it right now. Go check out the the video, Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, Yeah, I made, like, a shocked face you see in, like, paranormal YouTube videos. Or all YouTube yeah, videos? Yeah, all of them, all of them. Well, because I thought, I thought about it, like, and I know this, because the older thumbnails used to have our faces on them all times, but people typically, when they're looking through fucking videos and shit, if they see somebody, they know what they're getting into. They know yeah. that's the person they're, they're going to be listening to, whereas if you're scrolling through and everybody has, like, the same thumbnail, like, the same picture of the same game, it's easy to kind of bypass those. So I was like, will this affect the views? It got 142 views. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, our average now is about a hundred views, which is crazy. Cause I remember this channel used to get like 15 for sure per video. So, I mean, it's going up, but, um, yeah. So don't be surprised if I put my face on another thumbnail. Cause I'm kind of curious about, uh, how that'll be received. Um, but yeah, the face, the face is goofy as fuck on purpose. And apparently my glasses threw people off. Um, I don't wear them often. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm glad you loved the thumbnail. I made it just for you, Jeremy. Just for you. Uh, TLG Shevmo, this guy over here, said Ghostbuster Nojutsu. Hand signals. Yeah, it is definitely full of that. So make sure to go check out that video. Um, I also said. So fucking cool. The game was pure uh, visual porn for me. Yeah, in fact, he wasn't there for that episode, but you had talked to me um, outside of the channel, and you are telling me that... uh, you're like, you know, there's not really like, it doesn't really seem like there's a lot of scary stuff happening in that. I might actually pick it up. Yeah. And in the video, they actually said that they normally make horror games, but this is a action adventure game. Yeah. So it's kind of cool because the Evil Within was really good. I love Evil Within 1 and 2. They're super underrated, but they're horror games. I couldn't be like, hey, show you should play those games. But they're really fucking cool, especially the second one. I really liked it a lot. Um, so the minds behind that making a new game, I was already sold. But then I saw it, I'm like, holy shit! And then you're like, I think I, I'm gonna play them. I'm like, fucking, you should, dude, because these guys <laughs> make dope ass games that you can't play. So now's now's the time. Yeah, I'll probably pick it up on PC if I do pick it up though. Oh yeah, that's that's a, where I'm a shooter, quote unquote. Yeah, well, it's for first person. I yeah. much prefer using a mouse. And then the last comment we got is from Tom B again, saying, "Looks sick." Uh, Shinji Mikami, I almost said fuck something else. Uh, Mikami at it again at full steam. Yeah, dude. Every time this guy shows up with a game, it's always so his signature. Uh, he doesn't really half-ass anything if it's got his name on it. It's it's got his flair to it, and it's typically a full-fledged game. And um, I mean, I I've always respected the guy a lot, especially with a lot of the games he's done in the past. But um, I mean, he's a legend. But uh, what he's doing with like Tango Gameworks, um, you know, you get kind of worried when somebody leaves like Capcom or something like that to make their own thing. Is it going to be good? And I think he's been knocking out of the fucking park, even though the reception hasn't been as big because they're not established uh, franchises. I do think Ghostwire is going to get, um, unless it sucks, it looks like it's impossible for that game to suck. But um, I feel like that game's going to blow up, hopefully. But um, 
but yeah, I, I've just been happy to see uh, what he's making, what what took him away from uh, what he's doing before um, was worth it because I'm I'm loving everything he's making lately. So, like I'm I'm like a big fan of him now. Um, anything add? No, not really. Um, you know, just that it does look pretty sick. I I literally can't get over the visual style. I think it's, it's extremely attractive. So. Very cool. Yeah, everything about it. I was just looking. I was like, holy shit. I just want to play this just to, like, look at it. Yeah. The, but the gameplay looks fun, too. Like, Yeah, the aesthetic is just mm-hmm. I was awesome. even I was even happy that, like, the cutscene, the acting, the facial mo-capping, everything was, like, really good. Like, everything was super compelling about the game. I was like, this is, like, a legit fucking game they're making here. The yokai's are real creepy looking, mm-hmm. too, which is nice, so. And when they originally showed the, showed the first concept stuff, I was like, it's got a cool style, but, like, is it going to be, like, stiff? It's first person. Sometimes, you know, when you go from third person to first person games, if you haven't really made a whole lot of them, it can kind of feel weird, but, like, it looks triple A as shit. Yeah. Like, these guys look like they've made a, fu- a fucking thousand games like this. <laughs> so, they, it looks better than most games that are first person. So, I was very happy with that. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Nope. On anything at all? All right. Thank you, everybody who commented on this video. Tom B, Jeremy, Chevy. And thank you, everybody who commented on prior episodes as well. Type in hashtag AskTLG if you want your comment to be read. I skipped a bunch of them um, this time around. Um, so that's a guaranteed way to do that. And, yeah, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Tastecast, episode 160. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. We've got plenty of them last week. Um, check out our links and streams down below. I do want to get back into streaming. And I kind of, I, I mentioned this prior episode, but I'm just going to say it again. I kind of want to do like, I, I want to start scheduling at least a day a week to, to do a stream so you guys know when to come back. Um, but we'll get there when we get there. Uh, yeah, we have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us, shout out to the people who listen to us. Those numbers are slowly going up. So people are just listening to us on top of the views we're getting on YouTube. And it's very cool to know that even outside of YouTube, we got more people engaging with what we do. So that's really cool. Um, and we got a Patreon. If you like to support the channel, more than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing, it's all appreciated. Anything you do to support the channel. Um, and yeah, uh, I've been Seth. Chevy, thank you for joining me. And I'm sure I'll see you soon for something. And I'll see you guys soon. But until then, have a good one and take it easy.